0: And like a red, white, and blue phoenix rising from the ashes of political bipartisanship, we are back! And this is Salt Streets Podcast.
1: This is Saturday, September 15th, 2.05pm, episode 31.
0: Welcome back everybody to the Salt Streets Podcast, your one and only source for social and political commentary on weekly news, pop culture, and sports built from the ground up for people like you. And me, the everyday, everyday normal person. Join us as we discuss life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and continue our endless efforts to bridge the gap between people and information. As always, we are your hosts. I'm Colin. I'm Donovan. Smoking it up over here. Well, this coming up on this week's show, we got uh, part two of our Judge Kavanaugh's Supreme Court hearing. Yes. Our discussion topics on that. And uh, I think with it, this one, we're just going to finish it because it's kind of the training. Yeah. We're it, just going to.
1: It might be a little bit short because fuck, am I tired of this bitch?
0: Yeah. And I think uh, with. Uh, We've got plenty of other shit going yeah. on. Yeah. I'm just trying to say, like, yeah, don't feel bad. I think everyone else is pretty much tired of this shit, too. Uh, but after that, we're going to be doing. Uh, we're going to be talking about the latest. And kind of some background information coming out of the Catholic Church scandal, the sex abuse scandal. We told you guys last week to watch Spotlight if you're interested. And uh, we're going to talk about Spotlight. Watch Spotlight. Because it's a great movie. If you haven't,
1: fucking pause this right now. Go and watch Spotlight. And then come back here and listen to the rest of this.
0: Dude, Michael understand. Rachel McAdams. And uh, Mark the Hulk Ruffalo. Yes. Yeah. No, it was a great movie. Yep. We'll talk about that later and, and Lee Schreiber. And yes. As Marty Baron. That's right.
1: He's the he's the editor of the Washington Post now. Oh, he is? Yes.
0: Say so, woo! Yep. That's dope. There you go. Back to the I day. forgot Lee. That's I I think I might have told you that before, but he is a, my wife knows some his sister in law. Leave Schreiber? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, weird. She's a local. The world is. We'll talk too after small. the cast. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I totally forgot that was him. Yeah, he, he doesn't. He's not. It's not his stereotypical role. He does a good job. He was great in that movie. But anyways, we'll talk about that later. And of course, we're gonna have a, a lot of discussion around uh, Larry Sharp, the guy that was on Joe Rogan's podcast yeah. about a week or two ago. He's mm. the libertarian candidate for the in the gubernatorial race. I had to work in gubernatorial Gubernatorial. uh, in New York State, but it's a really interesting topic. He's a uh, he's a libertarian, um, and actually the one of the I think most I don't know sane is a different word, but he's the most sane libertarian candidate I've seen, and we'll talk all about that. Yeah, if we have some time, we're going to hit on uh, Elon Musk, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, they were both on Rogan over the last couple of weeks, and they, it's just fun to talk about some of the discussion topics they talk about. So we'll have some fun with that. But, of course, before we dive into the heavy stuff, just a reminder to take a second to rate the show on whatever platform you're listening to on right now, whether it's SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. If you like what we're doing and you want to help us out, all you got to do is give us a rating and a review. It would greatly help us out, and we'd love you forever. Follow us on Instagram at Salt of the Streets. Facebook at Salt of the Streets. Check out our weekly blogs and all of our content over at saltofthestreets.com. Check out our YouTube page where we post all of our videos. On Yeah, just search Salt of the Streets on YouTube. Everywhere. Follow us on our personal Instagrams and our Twitters. I am at Offie on both Twitters and the Instagrams. And I am at Salt of the Street
1: on Twitter and Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram beautiful and then salt of the streets on instagram because we have one of those two i don't know if we said that already
0: yeah i got us covered bro i'm sure you do it's all in there I'm sure you, do. <laughs> you treat me so good well as uh louder with crowder would say since we have fulfilled our legal legal obligations shall we just tear into this thing yes which one are you talking about before? i want to talk about kavanaugh so we all could. Right. it's one of those let's just do it and get it Keep over with done so done with kavanaugh yeah all right, so, so... You you watched and listened to a great deal more than I did. I, Again, of course. I did my best to watch as much of the 12 hours as I could. Um, it's a long time. <sighs> <So. laughs> Especially the way he talks. Yes. We talked about before the cast, but at least when uh, it was the Gorsuch hearings. He's a very articulate he, uh He's not a terrible person to, to listen to talking. And... Uh, Brett Kavanaugh is not that way. Yes. It's been rough. <clears throat> it's like sandpaper. Um, so one of the first things that we should talk about...
1: A lot of the mainstream media will be spinning the fact that he didn't answer a lot of these questions. Right. Yes. Um, one thing that's important to remember is that, you know, whether or not we love it, right... It's been set down as what he's calling and what most people call now nominee precedent, where they don't answer questions about how they would rule on a particular case or how they would rule in like a hypothetical situation. Yeah. Um, It's something that everybody sitting on the Supreme Court right now has currently done. None of them have answered questions about, uh, like I said, about anything
0: like that. It's Um, the so-called Ginsburg rule. Yes. It's been floated around a lot. So if you've heard about the Ginsburg <clears throat> rule, that's what we are referring to. <laughs> as I drop my phone, easy, perfect catch though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that
1: shouldn't be spun, right? Because again, whether or not we, whether or not we like that, because it it eventually became very irritating to me. Yeah. Um, that's that is how it is, um, and so that's not something that should be spun any other way other than that is how. Every Supreme Court justice from now probably until the end of time will be answering mm-hmm. these questions. That's a ducks touchdown. Oh, it's, it's no big deal. Um, so, like I said, that shouldn't be spun any type of way. That was brought up as, immediately as soon as Chuck Grassley. Right, he's the the chairman. Uh, he so he's the first person to ask questions on the second day because that's the second day was thirty minutes of questioning for each senator. That's twenty senators. That all get thirty minutes apiece to ask questions with breaks
0: in between. Yeah, breaks in between. Ones.
1: They all oh, they all go over by a few minutes. It's it's a whole because Chuck Grassley is pretty liberal with the timing uh, yeah. in the committee. Um, so he he brought it up immediately that that that's something that shouldn't be confused and that it would be inappropriate for him to answer in any other way, uh, which I you love it. I can and cannot understand right. Um... In the way that I understand that to try and be completely impartial, that is, like, you know, what they should do. But I also think just because of my view of the world, that for them to try and express complete impartiality on every single one of these issues, I think, is almost unreasonable, you know? Um, but,
0: But you understand it. Yes, Um, I I do understand it. Um, It's frustrating, but I understand that that is impartiality and unbiased, you know, is the best way that you can have a Supreme Court judge. Even though, realistically, we all know that everyone is, there's no perfectly impartial person. And I think to try to muddy the waters up enough You know, as these senators do these days and these committees, I think it does a huge disservice to the justice system, the Justice Department, the uh, just that entire judicial branch of government, because you're you're trying to paint these judges who are supposed to be impartial as anything but. And I think deep down, there's some truth to that because nobody is unbiased. But do we. Should we judge him on whatever his personal biases are? Or should you just literally examine the record and make your judgment from there? Ask him about the cases, maybe. Well, I the, don't
1: problem, know. the problem that I had with that I ended up having with this, right, um, oh. was that there was like a bunch of. Not to harp on the documents, right? But because there's only a certain like small portion that I really think like there's a problem with, right? And that's the documents that aren't being shown to any of the senators based on like some type of an and uh Senator Whitehouse went over this like pretty pretty, pretty in depth, well, right? Yeah. Um, that they is it were the opening of the second day, I think. Um he is let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, so He's, like, a little less than halfway through. Uh, sorry, Jordan's finally off work. Okay. She's supposed to be off at 1, so she's about to make... Woo! Yeah. So they were busy as shit. Yeah. Uh, my wife works at the little store that's in this town. So, <clears throat> um, anyway. So Senator Whitehouse went over this. So there's a bunch of documents that not even the senators were able to see fully because they were under... Um, let's see. Const- they said constitutional privilege over Mm. right and there was a bunch of shit that's redacted out of there that's blacked out that the senators can't see but nobody ever told them that they were asserting any type of constitutional executive privilege right because that's exactly what that'd be i mean constitutional privilege is is just another word for executive privilege privilege where the president gets to decide you know that why don't anybody see this because of executive privilege you know i'm I'm asserting that that's something constitutionally he's allowed to do right But so they're saying under President Bush, because that's whose documents these are, um, that's, you know, they're under constitutional privilege. And so Senator Whitehouse is like, well, Well, we we mentioned that, I think, last week. Yes. Yeah. Um, Because I'm sure that Senator Whitehouse talked about it. And now he talked about it more again this week. Drilling Uh, it at home. Yes. Um, And so he was questioning. Senator Whitehouse said specifically, so don't. I don't know if I agree with this right. But he said, don't privileges have to be asserted? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that in this instance, I, I might agree with that with something like
0: executive privilege. You would have to say, you know, that this is like, and, I mean, we've heard hearings before where people claim executive privilege yes. without actually the president claiming it. Right. They um, just reserve the right for him to claim it on that. Yes.
1: Even and, though he didn't, I bet he
0: would. So I'm not going to say that. He
1: would. Um, And, and so Senator Whitehouse questioned that and Kavanaugh said, well, I don't think, you know, I don't think I've ever seen anybody assert it formally without like having been served some type of subpoena. Mm. And Senator Whitehouse said, well, I've been able, I've been unable to get a subpoena through this committee. Like no one will issue me a subpoena to try try and get these documents. So I can't get any type of like, you know, Mm. I don't know. Again, I don't know whether or not that's true because I haven't seen the processes, but I don't know why he would go in there and lie about that. You know, he said he's
0: unable to get. I mean, he's that's weird. Yeah, unable to get a subpoena. And yeah, I don't that's know. probably why they look at it as a constitutional privilege versus executive privilege. Executive is somebody. Constitutional may just be somewhere in there. Just protects <clears throat> former presidents from that. Maybe that's. I mean, I'm just guessing, but that's. I can see that he was kind making of being it the sound case. like it
1: was executive privilege, and that's just. When somebody when somebody asserts that privilege, that's what it says on documents as constitutional privilege. Oh so that's just like the government word for it on mm. the documents as constitutional privilege. Gotcha. Um So like I said, I don't know what the processes are to get a subpoena. So I don't know if maybe you have to have a certain amount of votes in the committee to like for them to issue that subpoena, and maybe that's why you couldn't do it. And, you know, I don't know what the I don't know what the process is for that. Yeah. So um I can try and
0: Look that up, fact check. Um, Maybe that's a. Yeah, I feel like I'll that's try. a deep dive. Um, yeah. So but that's the, that's another one of the problems with these hearings is we don't know the complex rules of the you know the the Senate parliamentarian procedure, the legislative body that covers you know that governs this country. Yeah, there's so many rules. It runs that. fucking deep. Yeah. And I I I'm bet without looking into it, but I bet a lot of the rules have been there since the founding. So I bet you there's some weird Probably. old school shit, you know? Um, I it's, wouldn't I, doubt it's, it. yeah, I wouldn't doubt that that's kind of might be one of the roadblocks. Maybe. Yes. But who knows? Um, so let's see. Oh, I have some stuff on my phone. Too. So I wrote down the quotes from, uh, cause I, I told you, I think at the pre-show or before about, uh, watching that, uh, YouTube clip of, every C-SPAN recording of a Supreme Court nominee's um, hearing and them quoting the Ginsburg rule all the way down. It was interesting, but I took every one of their quotes. Uh, Have you ever heard the, the first official Ginsburg quote? Um, like what she actually said. No, I've not
1: listened to it myself.
0: You want to hear it? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) She says, and she, she kind of speaks a little interesting. I don't know if you ever heard her speak, um, but she says, "Were I to rehearse here, what I would say and how I would reason on such questions, I would, I would act injudiciously." I pronounced that wrong, but I'm going to keep going. Judiciously. <laughs> injudiciously. Boom. A judge sworn to decide impartially can offer no forecasts, no hints, for that would show not only. Disregard for the specifics of the particular case; it would display disdain for the entire du- judicial process. End quote. Well, and that makes sense. You know, yeah. I understand that. But so that it's just a little background. Yeah.
1: On that, no, I dig that. Um, he got asked. I mean, Senator Feinstein asked him a,
0: about. There were some good questions asked. I will say that. Yes. Not all of them were just. People trying to ask him questions that they know he can't answer. No.
1: Um, Like, one of the things that he has said and Feinstein tried to grill him about was he wrote in one of his opinions that any gun law is unconstitutional. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Which... I, I don't know. You know, that's, I would have to. I'm I don't not have a constitutional any, no, lawyer. No, no, I'm not even anywhere near smart enough to like make that distinction. But mm-hmm. I do understand that that is a very unpopular opinion throughout yeah. the legal community mm-hmm. that any gun law is unconstitutional. Um, specifically through, I mean, I mean the people who are interpreting the constitution. That seems like a scary thing to be. Yeah. Through there. Um, and there was some argument between the not argument, but debate between the two of them, Feinstein and Kavanaugh, about the meaning of of common use, right um because oh because of the assault rifle yeah, or, yeah, because of the assault rifle ban, and so Kavanaugh was interpreting common use as common ownership, right, um, like common possession uh-huh. um, and Feinstein was arguing that that didn't make sense. Said like common use means common use, you know. Like that's that's like that's an active. It's a verb, you know. Using something mm-hmm. is like that's an action word.
0: But in um, legalese, is it the same? And I don't know. And I
1: think that Feinstein was a lawyer, right? Is that like, a lot of those people so, used to be lawyers, right? So I, well, you know,
0: technically lawyers.
1: Again, that's like I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know. I can't interpret that, yeah. but it can obviously be interpreted either way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I heard from. From several of those people, I think that um, that his a lot of his views are not a lot, but some of his views are unpopular throughout the legal community. Other ones are super popular and have been used, like even in the Supreme Court. Like that—that that is a thing that has happened. But there's some stuff like like this
0: Second Amendment thing mm-hmm. that a lot of people well, just it comes say, it up make sense. I mean, you know? Judge Sotomayor. I think I'm not going to remember exactly what she said, but I, it was during this latest round of uh, Supreme Court case hearings. And she had put out an opinion on something that it was a dissenting opinion from the majority, which means, you know, because I'm not happy with what she said. It was my side that won, I guess, if you right. want to phrase it that way. Um, but I remember reading her opinion, and I, I think Ben Shapiro might have said something about it, but what she said in her her uh, dissent, was it just seemed completely <coughs> against – a normal person's understanding if you read that part of the constitution at least that's the way i would have seen it and so i it kind of really questioned my you know her rulings in my mind i said well what i mean this seems like a pretty easily clean cut case but you're gonna cut against it um And so I can understand how somebody with even a good track record could put out a bad opinion like that. Yeah. So I can understand that, but there's like, even from the little that I've heard, I am still pretty sus on some of that, some of his decisions. Yeah. Um, That doesn't surprise me. Like getting caught up on a word like that, that's kind of what I, you know, I have one here that Dick Durbin had brought up. We'll talk a little later, but it. I got kind of the same feeling. I'm like, I don't know if I really like your I mean, you say you're a textualist, but that's when I think of myself, I think of myself as a textualist. Like I don't I don't get that same understanding from that seemingly simple set of words. Yeah. But I mean, I could be wrong too, but who knows? Another thing that he got grilled about was by Senator Leahy.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. Leahy always brings in the heat. Okay, so before I move on to this, right? The first time, this was the first time I've ever thought this, right? Because generally, I just, and maybe it was because I was getting so bored with this. So I'll Mm -hmm. have to give me, ask me again next
0: week. And and it's sad because we, right? I mean, to Um, put context, we love these types of hearings. Yes. But this is, it was not. A good one. It was not enjoyable because there were so many breakdowns in the system. What happened to the Ducks, bro? That's I just saw your teeter, eyes bro. light up. That's
1: another teeter from deep. Well, that was are like, they,
0: they're still playing those low-end te-
1: teams? Yeah, yeah. Next week is the first-ranked team play Stanford next week. Okay. So then we'll really see what's up. And they're ranked nine, yeah. And But I heard right before we started this that they're averaging 60 points a game. <laughs> so we'll see. And that's the third most in the country. Um, oh, that's crazy yeah that was just that was a deep ass tight end touchdown that was so um anyways um yes so this 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 is the first time that i've ever thought this right um and again i guys maybe it might be because i was getting bored um but i feel like a lot of those people are too old um and it was maybe when i saw a video of just like 10 years ago i think Senator Leahy questioning Kavanaugh again for some other position. Yeah. Um, and just the difference between him then and him now it's like this is not good. Like and it just the how, you know, I, I don't know, you know. Some way might that, okay, need to retire maybe? Now I remember. So Chuck grassley Ryan, if he's not reading off a piece of paper, he it's it's almost incoherent. Like, the things that he's saying don't make sense, right? <laughs> the print on Oren Hatch's copy is fucking this big. It's like a 42-size font. So, his speeches are 15 pages for him to talk for seven minutes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Shit like that just isn't – that reads as not good to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you if, shouldn't necessarily need the script for one. No. Because if you can't have a conversation like that in a hearing, then – w- What are we doing? What are you fucking doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you actually doing? How am I supposed to have faith? And I'm glad that he's not my senator, you know, because that would, that would scare the shit out of me that that's,
0: you know, well, I don't know. You could maybe say the same about one of our senators. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to just shit on Patty Murray, but uh, if you search for anywhere, you look at her Twitter or something like that, she don't look like that anymore. No. No. (laughs) She's aged. Uh pretty quickly it's a it's a nice picture yeah yeah you know she has she looks it's probably i mean it was probably taken back when she first got into office or something like that first became a senator but i mean and i'm not gonna like i said i'm not talking shit we're not judging this does happen to people who make a life in politics yeah look at the fucking president man oh my god geez every single every single president man looks like they had 30 years of life sucked out of them and eight. yeah anyways sorry i digress again what makes is it just the? I mean, is there other things other than like the giant font and you know them just not being able to have a coherent conversation?
1: No, anything it else? Was, kind it of was stand those out? things that I'm thinking of right now, mm-hmm. um, and those are the things that really started to just make me feel like
0: this is. I don't know. Did you get that much. feeling during the Facebook hearing? Because yes. that's when I got it. Yes, I said this is bad. Uh, definitely
1: then. Um, but maybe not this exact same thing. I think I just thought then like, these people are too old to be asking these questions, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe I just thought that other people should have been doing it, you
0: know, and now I'm at the point where like, maybe they just were too old to be like at that point, you know? I mean, Uh, it's, it's not a legitimate thing to say, man. Right. You know, sometimes, especially with the rate of technological change and just societal change in general, it's happening exponentially faster than it ever used to happen before. Right. You need to understand that, otherwise, you're not representing the reality of who you're supposed to re- represent. Yeah, I mean, I don't ask Chuck Grassley if he can explain how Facebook works to me. You know, that's it's not gonna it's not gonna happen yeah. even in a, any coherent fashion. You know, and so I don't think it's wrong to kind of think that because you think about a leaders of the free world, they should probably have their their shit together. Mind you, they have a lot of political experience and how things run in the government so they right and they have it's a double-edged sword and that's I think. the that's the stuff that i really like i said up
1: until this point i had not really thought that because yeah. that's that's how i consider it like you mm-hmm. you're old because you have been fucking balling out doing the shit that you were a lawyer and then you're like I'm going to run for Senate. You know, I'm, I'm going to be a representative and then I'm going to be a senator and I'm going to fucking change shit, you know, yeah. because I'm going to use my life experience to do this. And I know, you know, those people that have been through like two, three different wars, you know, that's the type of shit that you need around that I don't, maybe I'm just starting to think that maybe the Senate is not the right place, but advisors to the Senate, you know, that's maybe the right place. That could know, be. Yeah. That you keep your clearance so you can still stay intact as long as you're not leaking fucking secrets, you know, <laughs> and... So you but can do. You're doing and advise senators that are a little bit younger yeah. and can like, handle a little more shit at one time without having to have their aides behind them continually hand them pieces of paper. You know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. That just seemed weird that they're
0: like yeah, they're I mean, writing shit for him right there. I think and then handing go, it to him for him to read. Yeah, and that's, that's that's the way these things have gone for a long time. And I don't know because. I don't know. A part, like, a part of me goes and, like, what are you actually doing? Are you just a figurehead of you your Assistance. It alarmed me a little bit. How though. much, you know? And I can understand anybody that's doing that job needs those assistants, I'm sure. Because, let's just face it, it's a huge fucking country. It's a, you're, you have a huge state to represent, full of fucking people that all have issues to deal with. Yeah. It's all too much for anybody to handle. Right. I don't know how this shit's supposed to work anymore. But you at least have to be able to attempt to do as much as you can. And I don't think a lot of those people can do very much. No. Much less want to do very much. But that's a whole nother topic altogether. But. So that was just before I move on to
1: Leahy. That, Sorry, was, a, yeah. <laughs> that was a problem that I, that I felt myself running into this week. But Leahy grilled Kavanaugh about emails, right? Because <laughs> Senator Leahy... I'm trying to remember. Implied that when Kavanaugh worked in the White House, mm-hmm. he had knowledge. Manuel Miranda, do you know this person's name, right? He was a Republican staffer that stole documents from Democrats and were like released them and did all this stuff,
0: right? Nice, and nice. So I have to do wow.
1: I have to do more research into that because I don't that was before mm-hmm. my time of politics. Uh, but Senator Leahy claims that Kavanaugh had knowledge. Of emails that were stolen from Leahy that were classified, um, that were memos Shit's that personal. were not now yet, yes. Um, and he didn't say anything about it. Um, and so Leahy's all kinds of pissed off, and Gavin was like, Oh, I don't, I've never heard anything I, I about that, I have that. Know, no idea. So that's something, but again, I don't know why senator Leahy would come out here and lie about that there's some other people that i could see maybe that they're you know like blowing some smoke but like there's the older people i'm like this guy's he's not wasting his time you Mm -hmm. know he's not up here for 30 minutes fucking around right so that was something i also thought was which i also had a hard time because he kavanaugh has been involved within the government and stuff for so long there is so much that i'm like well how much do we have to take this into consideration because you have to consider someone's capability to change, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, there's some stuff that doesn't, that is like really core values, but that changes within each person. Like everybody's value, the Jordan Peterson thing, everybody's value set is completely different, you know? So like, it's the thing that is the most important to me. is not going to be the same. That's most important to Brett Kavanaugh. And that's going to vastly change the things that, are able to change for us within within our lives, you know. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about something to change, or that an opinion he had 20 years ago, you know, that he may or may not even be able to say how he feels about it now, um, and we have to try and judge his impartiality based on that, you know. So it's hard. That's to, a tough one. Yeah, it's because
0: that's. I mean, that's a that's it's a just, good point. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it just was difficult. Yeah, I found. I, to, I mean. I can see that being a problem if, because see that's the thing. If we're like, well, okay, do we let this guy in or not? There can always be a not, right? We can always be a not. You know, if it's stuff that, yeah, maybe he doesn't. You know, he can't voice his views on that particular issue now because he's sitting in the hot seat and he doesn't. You know, he's doing the Ginsburg rule. But, and it unfortunate but even if his mind had changed since then and it would have a much better answer maybe he can't say it in which case you know tough shit but we're judging you by your track record here and we don't like your track record so you may be perfectly great human being now but I'm, so we just can't risk it for this lifetime appointment and I move think, on and I think that's why So if many, we weren't playing partisan politics that would matter
1: and I think that's why maybe for some of the Democratic senators, the emails that like from his time, from his time as staff secretary mean so much because mm-hmm. his personal interactions are going to tell you way more than his correspondence professionally, right? Yeah. And so that's why there are, I, I think that it's starting to make more sense to me that that's why that would be so important to them. That, you know, mm-hmm. well, yeah, I see all the opinions that you wrote and all this stuff, but you knew that everyone was going to see this. because yeah, you know? they want to know so how he thinks. That's why, you know, I can see somebody who is... Operating on, on a, on such a high level as a Supreme Court justice probably is, right? Or a mm-hmm. nominee probably is, right? Yeah. I can see that he's writing these things thinking, well, I got to use terminology that can be interpreted in the future by other people for whatever, you know, that's how precedent yeah. happens. Like, you have to so, assume that, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's, I'm at a place where I'm like, well, yeah, you're sitting here telling them, oh, well, that's not what I meant. I meant this, but you wrote that at the time knowing. That yeah. you could say upon being questioned, oh well that's not what I meant. You know, this yeah. is really what I it's meant. It's either so,
0: that no. or you're a shitty judge and you shouldn't be here anyway. Exactly. So there's just a lot of Yeah. there's a lot sure. of
1: weird shit, yeah. you know, that that leaves me not feeling as good at like Neil Gorsuch, I felt all right about. You yeah. know, like I didn't I, I was didn't like hate this that. like this'll be okay. You know, there's yeah, no. some shit that like is questionable, but that stuff with the other people on the court will not be able to fly as much, you know? Yeah. But I don't, I don't think that I was hesitant the first time we talked about this, but I really do feel like this is being jammed through. This is being rushed through much more than the first time because they want to have nine people on the court. And I think that's bullshit because they were willing to put off the Merrick Garland nomination for a whole year, you know, and have eight people on the court then. So that argument doesn't wash for me Mm -hmm. that that's like, that's
0: what they're saying. Yeah. So, you know the really sad part about this? None of this would be a fucking issue if Harry Reid didn't change the rules of the Senate. You know? Then we wouldn't have to be fucking worried about this because yes. it wouldn't require a 51 vote majority. It would majority. require 60 and it would have yeah. to be a more moderate nominee. Yeah. That wouldn't be... Somebody uh, that can't know. piss everybody off. Yes. Yeah. It's just... You know, and I hate to say it, but the more and more I watch these hearings, they're so publicized and they're so different than what they should be. They're much more, I mean, these politicians are grandstanding. They're, they're using it as a platform to, to, you know, to, to politic and that the justice department should not be, or not the justice department, but the judicial branch of government should not be used as a political tool. It's supposed to be our only tool against the other two um, arms of the government, the right. other two branches of government, like from getting yeah saying. exactly yeah Ben Sass, I think said it really really well and it, I mean he's not lying right you know he he may be doing some kind of you know that there's a wing in the Republican in the Senate in the House even that there's they have their grandstanders too but they're a little bit different they're not so uh, social issue oriented right but he's kind of a grandstander when it comes to how government should work yeah but the problem is he's not wrong when he right. says it it's all legitimate things it is. i need to buy ben sass's book because you wrote a it's book it's a good book I, did you read it oh you uh, audio booked it i audio booked it and he narrates it and it's, good. Narrows, oh, he he it and it's he's got really a good, good voice he does yeah talks a lot about growing up and hard work and stuff it's a great but so i think
1: one of the things that that i was really concerned about um when it came down to it, right, is I'm not convinced of Kavanaugh's impartiality. Um, And one of the big hints that I had for that, I noticed it more when Lindsey Graham started to question it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Is that... And this is kind of to be expected because of who nominated him, right? And that's also something they talked about. But when any Democratic senator asked him any questions, he was absolutely unwilling to answer a yes or no at any time. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but for Lindsey Graham and other Republicans, he would answer some yes or no. Right. Not right. all of them because there's some shit that he's going to clarify, but he was at least willing to answer some things yes or no when that when a Republican senator was asking, it, you know, yeah. that in itself
0: shows that he's not impartial because he's not allowing the same opportunity to all the senators, you know. Well, it's either that or the senators are teeing him up questions that he knows he will. He's safe to say yes or no.
1: Well, and they absolutely were, but I know, yeah. like that's. There's no question for Senator. He, you know, Senator he's on Cornyn, their
0: baseball team.
1: Senator Cornyn. I wrote a picture. I just drew a picture of a, of a softball. That's yeah. all. Like that's what that is because there was nothing other than he used a decision in favor of of Bin Laden's bodyguard to try and show impartiality. You know that he had. There's some ruling, and I have to look that up too, Mm. I don't know exactly what the specifics of the case are, but that he had some case where he ruled in favor of Osama Bin Laden's bodyguard and driver, you know, and that's, well, you're so fucking impartial that you were able to step out of even being a fucking American, you know, to to do this, like, and that's beyond impartiality because everybody's a patriot, and and everybody loves America, and everybody fucking whatever, you know, so I... Mm. It's bullshit. Like I just don't. Like I said, I drew. I literally drew a picture of a fucking softball. Yeah. So,
0: just don't. Here, I'm gonna go that's ahead. That's so and, funny because that's exactly kind of I'm take the way a I uh, of this. So where, Oh yeah, send up the send up the softball. Yep. Yeah, that's so softball because that's what it is, man. I mean, that's you get a few guys that are there to ask questions. Yes. And then everyone else is on one team or the other. It's bullshit. It's a fucking baseball game. They're trying to team up softies or. You know, lining up right down the center, nice yeah. and slow, whack. But yeah, it's fucking disgusting.
1: I don't like it. Fuck any other reform. We need to fucking Senate reform and a House reform. This we need just a a sweeping overhaul of a lot of these people that are in there. This is mm. trash. You know what I'm saying? And and yeah. the fucking. What's uh Ocasio Cortez's and, like, and the no, guy no, no, from no. the guy from Portland, those aren't the guys to be doing it. Joey yeah. Gibson, you know what I'm saying? Those aren't the guys to be doing it. Like well, leave Joey Gibson alone. That's fucked no. <laughs> up. Joey Gibson, you stay the fuck out of here. You don't belong in Senate. That's why you got six percent uh, of the voters on
0: such shit. Six percent was a lot, I thought, for him. He got it I, I thought he didn't not get a not few percent, to get anywhere. But no. Yeah. Because what do you need Fifteen to get something. on the, the ballot or something. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think he would do it. We'll talk about more around that after we talk about the choice. Yes, but uh, I did want to bring up one last thing about uh, Kavanaugh. If you uh, wanted to try to tie this up, yep, that's all I got. That's
1: fucking. You know, I I don't, I don't love it. I'm, I'm not a fan. I don't. No. I think this is being rushed through, and I think there's some shit that's being hidden. And I think that's why all of this is this way. Mm -hmm. And I generally try not to be too conspiracy theory and, you know, the government's out to fucking get you because I, you know, I don't, I'm not a fan of like massive government, but I I believe that the government serves some role. And I like to think that it's not to fuck me over, you know? So (laughs) I, I like to believe that they're trying to do kind of what's best for me. Uh Um, Oh, ye of little faith. No, that's just, just you know, it's just because I see the potential in what the government could be. Like what yeah like how this how this democratic republic is supposed to exist is like Thank you for not saying democracy. Uh, no, absolutely <laughs> not. I know that. Everyone should know that. You shouldn't feel stupid if you don't know that, but this is not a democracy, this is a democratic republic, which is totally legitimate uh i'm a fan i'm in favor of it i'm a fan we'll talk about that another day um we're both big fans of the republic you know i just see like i just see how it's supposed to be and how it could be yeah and that's why i'm like i gotta believe that for me to have faith that that system works we just need to kind of morph it back to it for me to like want to continue on my life and not want to fucking kill myself. Like I,
0: I have to believe that, you know, well, I mean, let's not go that far. You can always, you know, apply for citizenship, citizenship in Canada or somewhere else. Yeah. Well, you go be an expat. Yeah. Oh shit. That's always an option. People. Um, I mean, not always Canada. I mean, you have a lot of ties to Canada, but Canada is extremely strict on their immigration. Yes. People that even can come visit all this. I mean, they're very, very strict. I got this joint wet. It's very interesting. Oh no! Yeah, that sucks. So, I think this was from day two, but again, those YouTube clips—it's kind of hard to tell exactly what day it was. But it was from Senator Dick Durbin, Democrat Dick from Durbin. Illinois, I believe. But he questioned uh, Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, about why he didn't follow Supreme Court precedent in a case involving undocumented immigrant um, during the agro-processing case. Yeah. Um, I was trying to read that, and I was like, why don't I... It's just harder to read. I'm just going to talk about it. Um, so the case was agro-processors versus NLRB and the National Labor Relations Board. Yes. And so essentially, from the sounds of it, this place was... Essentially, one of those legal sweatshops where they just treat their workers like shit. They fire them all the time if they act out, make them work a ton of hours, don't pay them and all this shit. Yeah. Um, And so, there was a group of, I guess, there was a lot of illegal immigrants that were there and they they wanted to form a union to try to get some, some rights down there. And so, the case went all the way up to Supreme Court and the decision was on whether or not they could unionize, whether or not illegal immigrants working at that place could unionize. We're allowed to
1: unionize. Yeah, and
0: the the labor relations board was arguing that well, their employees, of course they can't. It doesn't you know, immigration is not an issue here. Right. And then that time, um, I think it was the Yeah, where was it? The Immigration and Nationality Act. We'll we'll get into that later. But at the time there was a there's a case back in eighty four that they used Brett Kavanaugh used as um, what do they call it? The not uh, precedent, but s- similar um, to try to reference another ruling in a case and kind of use the same logic behind that to apply to this case. Mm-hmm. It's what Supreme Court's judges and judges do all the time. Uh, but it was a 1984 case called Shurtan versus National Labor Relations, and it was something similar. But back then, so I actually went back and I pulled up the actual uh, court report that he mentioned um, to Kav- – to, that Dick Durbin mentioned to Kavanaugh the while they were a- talking. One. Yeah. And so I went back and actually looked at the language, um, looking to the section that Kavanaugh used to justify his ruling in the case. Because Kavanaugh had ruled that even though he was against the majority, so he lost. And so he wrote a dissenting opinion about it. And he was explaining why he ruled the way he did, and it was basically the fact that he looked at the immigration laws that were going on at the time, and they were about to make illegal immigrants unprotected from unionizing. They weren't protected employees at that point. So I went back to the law, and they cited the fact that the Immigration and Nationality Act... So I'll just read it verbatim. "Quote: For whatever reason, Congress has not adopted provisions in the N.I. or the INA, the Immigration Nationality Act, making it unlawful unlawful for an employer to hire an alien who is present or working in the United States without appropriate authorization. While it is unlawful to conceal, harbor, or shield from detection an alien. Essentially, he's pointing out that." It's illegal to harbor an alien, but it wasn't technically illegal to employ an alien. And so, he used that logic. He he used the logic that they looked into the Immigration Act at that time so, to help justify their decision. So,
1: because they're not allowed to bitch about it, you can do whatever you want.
0: Yeah. So, he went back and looked at, because this was back, uh, I don't remember when it was, but it was a while ago, back before the National Labor Board and stuff had lobbied to make it illegal to hire um, immigrants, Illeg- illegal immigrants. And so he went back and he looked at the immigration law at the time, he said, was like, well, they're about to pass this thing, which will make it illegal. So then he used that to justify his dissent at the time, even though at the time the precedent from before was that they had the right to do that because it's, employing them isn't illegal. And so, again, it's, it's very similar to that what you were talking about. He's like, "Well, it's my interpretation was that they went back and they were able to do that. So I just I just did the same thing." And that's how I justify it. And it's, "Well, that's not your fucking job." Right. The law has to change before you can judge on it. That was I mean that that citation you used wasn't part of the law at the time. So like, you, this is apples and oranges anyways. You can't just do that. And that to me Right, I mean, it was pretty already, damning to me. I just go, "That's not your fucking changed. job." Yeah, if yeah. the law's
1: already changed, like well, I'm just going to use a a thing from before the law was
0: in place, and I'm yeah. going to use
1: that instead. I and mean, that's that what we
0: should be fighting against here is the the lawmaking by the judicial branch, the essential lawmaking behind the judicial branch. It's not they're not supposed to make law, right? That's the, again talking about what Bass Ben Sass said. Bass, um, Bass, Bass. Uh, yeah what he said it was you know that's not their fucking job it's right. the legislature's job to do that and i to me like if i felt if i was on the senate right now i'd say no for one again because i i too feel like this whole thing's been rushed and especially with the amount of documents i would have just cut the hearing off and said okay we'll we'll push until we're done yeah and then we'll get caught up and we'll do it again but that would be after midterms wouldn't it
1: uh, and well, and the big thing, like I said, they're talking about is him being there for when the next term starts in
0: October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so yeah, they, they want him, him in to the, be, Yeah. Yeah, they want to try to get that. Because he's looked at as that possible swing vote. Because he's replacing Justice Kennedy yes. that retired. Yes. Kennedy is retired. And he used to work for Kennedy, too. He
1: did. And I think we talked so about did that. Vorsuch.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. But yeah, that was the one point I, I kind of wrote down on that because it was. Like, that to me was just like, well, okay, I don't trust your fucking, your logic now behind this. Because even me, who's not a legal scholar by any standards, I just got a feeling that that's dirty law, you know? Yeah. So, anyways, can we put this Kavanaugh thing to bed? Yeah. We'll just watch the actual vote. Um, the Senate or the committee vote is on Thursday, and then I think that the full Senate vote is at the end of September. Did you watch any of day four? I think day four was like all his testimonials, right? His friends or whatever. I did not. I mean, either. I was really not interested in that. Fuck them. I don't understand why that's a thing. Okay, here's a bunch of my friends. A couple of them have like been against me in a couple cases, but for the most part, they're all my my golf buddies. Let me, you know, sit down and listen to them talk about how how awesome I am. Yeah. You think he's going to get in? Probably. I think so. I think the way the rules are now, it's just, but I hope that he doesn't. You
1: know, yeah. I hope that enough Republicans, you know, are there enough to be like this doesn't seem exactly correct. Mm-hmm. You know, to do something about it. But yeah,
0: because if we just go partisan line, it's it's he's going to get in because Pence will Mur- break the tie.
1: Murkowski and Collins. Yeah, um, yeah. That's if big they one. if they go party, but it depends on you know. They said that they wouldn't vote for anybody who showed disdain for Roe v. Wade. But I don't know how he's supposed to show disdain for Roe v. Wade if he's not going to answer fucking questions about, yeah. you know, how he might consider ruling on it. Or, you know, even whether or not he thinks that it's a, a good ruling. Yeah. Or... Well, that's part of the game. It's,
0: she can say that because it's a very safe thing to say. Right. But so. I don't know. Yeah, you never know which way she's going to go. Um, John McCain now. We don't have his up or down vote. Right. Right. Um which oh, I didn't look into that. how long has it got to be I gotta remember to fact check that how long is it does it have to go until like there's another special election or oh because stepped in, don't in remember the
1: the, the intern, right the governor gets to select who does yes it. so the governor right. selected it and so they go through I guess that's just Arizona's rule yeah because the governor selects it and then the next time there's his an election. seat is up, yeah, then they get to vote so. That's when that happens, when and is he that? put in two years. I think so, okay. yeah. And he put in an ex senator for Arizona. I don't remember what his mm-hmm. name is, Kyle. Right. I think is his last name. Yeah. Um, so I remember that now. Yeah. So he's in there. Word. I don't know. You know what I do know? The problem with the Oregon Ducks is they can't hold on to the fucking ball, dropping that <laughs> shit, dropping that
0: shit. The receivers. You can't do that it's when horrible. it comes to these these basically scrimmage games they're fucking playing right now.
1: Fourteen and zero, but this is just free points. Know,
0: yeah, this is practice. You got a B squad in there, probably. This is San Jose State that we're playing. Oh, so poor San Jose, super legit. Can you imagine being one of those kids going to that game? Like, well, we got to fucking play Oregon this week. We're Just smash somebody out like sixty-four to fucking twenty or whatever last week. <laughs> that blows. I don't even want to go, man. No. You gonna go? Yeah, I'm gonna go.
1: So, what do you want to talk about next? Do you want to talk about Joe Rogan's next, or do you no. want to talk about Catholic Church next? I want to talk about
0: Catholic Church next.
1: Word.
0: Okay, so. so. I want to start this real quick. Do it. Oh by, my God! Do it. I'm going to start this by giving essentially the latest part of the scandal that has come out. Yes. And this was coming from a. It was released on Wednesday via a German newspaper outlet called Die Zeit. Die Zeit. Yeah, but it's uh, essentially the the Time or the Times. Words. Um, and I actually kind of rehearsed that. Before this, and I totally butchered. I'm it. sure you did. Uh, and I used to. I actually took a couple of years of German. It's terrible. But anyway,s yeah, they dropped a, a story over there about the latest inv- investigation in Germany, right? In Germany, yeah, and it it's really strange because it was a investigation set, set up and run by the Catholic Church. And so, even though the numbers that have come out of that, um, the official release, I should say, doesn't drop until the 25th, I believe, mm-hmm. of this month, September 2018. But um, somehow or other, some of it was leaked um, to this newspaper and they published some of the numbers. To the dirt people. Yeah, to the dirt people. And, <laughs> uh, yo, that's racist, B. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, the study looked at uh, some two dozen dioceses participating in the study, um, commissioned by the Catholic Church Bishops Conference in Germany. The researchers who spent four years studying records and conducting new interviews uh, found 1,670 priests and other religious leaders who were suspected suspected of it. Engaging in abuse, sixteen hundred priests, fourteen, oh four or four point four percent of the total number of the clergy in that country. Fuck. So you're almost four almost and a half percent. 5%. Almost. Fuck. Yeah. That's like one in twenty. One in twenty is is likely to rape your kid.
2: Yeah.
1: Or molest them in some form or like, a kid or, yeah, yeah. or, or another priest because that was one of the big things that we'll talk about that in like Pittsburgh, but that was one of the yeah. big allegations there is they have people that are f- molesting other priests,
0: like just young priests that are there. Yeah. It's not even fucking kids anymore. It's young mm-hmm. priests. Yeah, they found that over the past seven decades, at least 3,677 children have been sexually abused by clergy members there in like that country. Piece.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. So, averaging 2. Ap- that's
0: yeah. And so yeah, it's a 350 horrible. page report and it like I said though before it was commissioned by the Catholic Church, essentially a group within the Catholic Church, the uh, Catholic Church Bishops Conference in Germany. Um, but yeah, it was uh it comes after yeah, that Pennsylvania that whole thing that you're talking about uh which we'll talk about later after yes. that blowing up um it was like what over 300 um yeah 1000 children abused and over 300 priests good lord but anyways so we'll just start off that's the latest um thing coming out so we really won't know 100% cuz i don't know the validity of this this newspaper or anything i'm assuming it's it's reputable cuz it sounds reputable um uh, but the release is coming out in next uh two weeks from now essentially so the, the 25th, 25th right? 10 days yeah so. so it should be what is that next not this tuesday it's but the following tuesday yeah so we'll find out for sure there but 350 page report and it's just that's crazy just more man just more yeah. Numbers, you know, more states have already signed on in the U.S. looking into their stuff. I got numbers for I that think, later. But. Well, like eight states or something like that? I mean, that, that seems like too many, maybe. Uh, well, too but. many. We'll just do it now. Yeah, um, yeah, after Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Illinois, Missouri, Nebraska, New Mexico, Oklahoma, and Wyoming so far. Nine. Nine. Boom. That's almost 10% of the country. That's horrible. And I think that's... I with mean, with good depends, reason, right? right?
1: Because because now we can move on to Pennsylvania, right? Exactly. They're looking into this because <laughs> this Pennsylvania investigation, like we said, found a thousand children abused, over three hundred priests, um, and I think that they said like how many how many of the fucking counties, right? Because they said it's like five of the eight counties or something like that. The diocese, um, yeah. Oh, I have that map up earlier. 70 years. 70?
0: 300 priests over 70 years. Yeah. Good Lord. I actually have, uh, and I'll put it in the show notes and stuff under the video, and I'll send you the links and stuff for the podcast. Uh, but I have the original uh, part one of the Boston Globe Spotlight story. Ooh, I started reading it. It's crazy, right? Yes. And it's funny. They use some of the same language in the movie, which yes. was awesome. Because I watched the movie, and then I read the actual article. The report said, before we move on, the report said there are likely
1: thousands more victims whose records were lost or who were, or who were too afraid to come forward. And that's from this New York Times article that I actually just tweeted. So, Boom. it's out there. Um, but that's... So, go back in your, uh, in case you missed it, f- files. It's right there. Yeah. Um, I mean, just terrible shit. Um, yeah. That's going on here. Uh, they've paid billions of dollars in settlements. Um, and that's even after they've put in, uh, like new prevention programs. Um, and
0: then the, well, I mean, they've had like clinics go where they think they can cure people of this disease Um, and
1: yeah. And the former Archbishop of Washington, Cardinal Theodore E. McCarrick, um, he just resigned because he was accused of sexually abusing other priests and Mm -hmm. seminarians, um, as well as minors uh and it's i don't know what to think about it it's the thing okay so i want to mention this right because this is something that i told you um if, for your wife and i think that anybody yeah. who's catholic should remember this right that this is not about you like this does. this is not reflective of of you or like your faith or anything like that like this is there's there's a book they talked about. It's called Sex, Lies, and Priests. Yeah. And I'm going to buy that book and I'm going to
0: read it, right? I added because, it to my wish list because already. Because it
1: shows, I mean, there's obvious problems with the structure of, like, the 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 leadership system in the church, you know, that allows things like this to happen. Um, but
0: there's obviously also, I mean, Aquin- I don't know. Yeah. I got a... Aquinas Walter Richard Seip is yes. the author. So, he goes Richard Seip. Yeah. Um, Aquinas? Yeah, he was a... Uh, yeah. Oh, that's fucking yeah. rad. Aquinas... You tell me he... Oh, was, yeah. that's rad. Aquinas Walter Richard Sype was an American Benedict monk priest for 18 years, a psychotherapist and author of six books about uh, Catholicism and the critical sex abuse in the Catholic Church. So I'm going to be buying some of these books, and I'm going to be reading them. And yeah, what um, the big focus on cler- clerical
1: celibacy yeah and that's like what he identifies as one of the big problems is just that they're yeah everybody's supposed to be celibate he, he he one of the things that they say in that movie and he says is that over half of the leadership in the church is not celibate with i mean women or men or whatever mostly women but like you know obviously mm-hmm. x percent of them in this form you know so you know
0: like i i was talking to carolina about this before but back in the middle ages i mean these guys used to be rock stars. Right. I mean, they were, they were, they had, a, in a lot of cases, they had way more power than whatever local king you were in. Right. You know, whatever kingdom you were in, like, they, the church had the power. They These dudes were fucking rock stars. They could get anything they wanted. They were wealthier than shit, you know. So, that, that celebrity hasn't necessarily changed. Like, it, it has, because society's changed around it, but they're still rock stars, Right. But that's the thing. They're just, to me anyways, they're just rock stars. Yeah. You know, I think the one of the hardest parts about this, this like uh, power that they have is the fact that there's in that faith, you know, they're seen as closer to God. And so to be able to have an intimate relationship with somebody like that, that's got to be some kind of crazy power, man. That, you know, it's an, it's an absolute power that can – corrupt absolutely right and i think that's a i think this could be a prime example of that
1: well and one of the things they talk about um in the movie um which also reminded me of, i'm not catholic but um a conversation i had with my grandma a long time ago right when i was asking about like probably around 2002 or shortly after when i was old enough to comprehend it and I, and was asking about it you know and i was like how does stuff like this happen right and one of the things that, mm-hmm. they talk about in like said that my grandma told me is one of the things you have to consider is like the position of a priest in a Catholic person's life, right? Like it it is like God asking a favor of you for mm-hmm. this person to be want to spend time with you and asking you to do stuff like that's like it's, it's like a direct connection to God because that's like what your faith dictates, you know? Because that's not how I lead my life, I have a hard time comprehending that. But Me that's too. but it's just because that's not where my values lie. Right. Exactly. So everybody's not, got
0: the different values. Exactly.
1: System. So I don't by any means judge anybody that fell victim to anything like this. That's no, this no, 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 is no. by nothing of like your own control. You know what I'm saying? You were absolutely Absolutely taken advantage of by somebody who who exactly knew what they were doing and groomed you to the point that they could take advantage of you and then move on and do something else.
0: You know? Sociopathic. So,
1: yeah. So it's just I don't know, like to say it's not anybody's fault. Like this is that's no. a uh some some type of structure that is built within that church that allows those people to take advantage of
0: the people that, that are at their church. Yeah, you know. Um And it's a scary thing because, like you said, those people. For obvious really reasons, just because I'm not what you would call a believer or anything, I have a hard time understanding what it truly would feel like. But we still understand that it's a thing. And that's it's perfectly reasonable. Just because I don't feel that way it doesn't mean that, like you said, like you were just saying, we don't just because we don't feel that way it doesn't mean that we can't understand that you can feel like that. Right. And so by no means is it anyone's it's never these kids' fucking fault. Not at all. It's just not. It can't be by definition. Not at all. It's yeah. It's just it's fucking tragic. And I think, I mean, you've seen now. Um, there's especially since that letter by uh, Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigello, Vigano. Vigano uh, sent you up to you got a better guess than I do. Yeah, I think it's Vigano. Um, but yeah, he, he was used to be the. Uh, he's the former, essentially, ambassador to the United States from the Catholic Church, Vatican. Um, he wrote a, in kind of a weird, shady series of events, anyways, he supposedly wrote a letter to the Pope. Um, yes. Talking about, you know, asking essentially for his resignation because he knew about all these things. And then, That's, and then yeah, and then yeah. Pope Francis didn't do him, himself any favors and he decided not to. He said he wasn't going to speak a word on this. Yeah. And that the the letter speaks for itself.
1: That's a, that's but, a whole other part that we have to talk about, right? That I think yeah. that um, Spotlight, the movie, and that team um, were really like shed a lot of light on, right? Which is mm-hmm. not just the widespread sexual abuse of children, right? But it is the rampant cover-up of this activity, right? Mm-hmm. And also... When after learning about it, taking somebody and putting them on sick leave for a year in some type of rehabilitation place that that is run by the church. Yeah. And then putting them back in another church. Putting them back out in the public where they can abuse more children. And it's not just it happens once or twice. Like uh, especially the guy in like one of the main cases in Spotlight, right? The Gagan case. Yeah. Repeatedly. Like 10 or 12 times that guy was replaced in churches where he was given the opportunity to abuse children. Mm-hmm. That is
0: absolutely fucking absurd. And I don't know if it really actually happened because I haven't gotten that part into the article yet. But in the movie when Rachel McAdams go goes to that guy's house and he's like there. Yeah. And it's just blatantly like, yeah, I, I did. But no, no, it's okay. I I didn't mean anything bad by it. But so I didn't get any satisfaction. Yeah, about, you know. It's just Which is what he learned in his a... rehabilitation. Yeah. It's fine as long as you didn't enjoy it. But I don't know how true that part was, but that was a fucking powerful scene in that movie. I don't know. I haven't read all those articles. You only get two yeah. free articles a week
1: on the Chicago Tribune, which is bullshit. Uh, <laughs> I'm certainly not going to pay for not my local
0: paper. Um, so it's, yeah, the Boston Globe has a 99 cent uh, per week. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know if I could do that. How often am I you know look at the Boston Globe? Right. But I got the first part pulled up. But I'll send. Oh yeah, I'll send you the link. All the links to all the stuff any articles that we use or anything like that i got them i'm gonna try and and
1: do it through the tor browser so like i said i think i don't even know what that is the the onion (laughs) router it's a it's a vpn thing okay Um, and i so i think that i think if you use a tor browser you can go to the new york times and stuff like that and not limit your articles because it's changing
0: ip addresses every time Mm -hmm. and so it's I wonder if mine does that now, because I have that new Brave browser. I don't know. I'm, I mean, but I'm it is kind of jacked up. I, uh, I did have this like, guilty feeling the other day, and I'm going to pull it up right now. You go to the Times, mm-hmm. um, and it says, usually they have just ads every few paragraphs, and it's a fucking nightmare. Because they usually have videos and music. It's terrible. But uh, it just says, please disable your ad blocker. Advertising helps fund Times Journalism. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, oh, that's... I feel almost guilty for that. Fuck you. Almost guilty. But yeah. I mean, they got to make money somehow, I guess. Yes. I just, so The current ad model is not good, but that is not what we're talking about. So, Spotlight. Let's talk about Spotlight. movie. 2002.
1: Right. 2002, based on a group of people, a reporting team called the
0: Spotlight Team. Well, that's that when works. the movie took place 2002 yes
1: and that's when the reports came out so it's 2000 2002 because part yeah, of it yeah, is part it was, of it is 9-11 um, yeah so oh my god i forgot about that yes. that's fucked up yes um so the reporting i think they started doing investigating in 2000 and then started reporting it in 2002 um, because the spotlight is a deep research team out of the chicago tribune that just does like long-term research boston places. globe boston what did i say chicago tribune oh Boston Globe. I, yeah, you but said I that a minute ago. It, yeah, but I was like, no, nah, I'm pretty it's, sure it's Boston the Globe. Globe. It's not the Chicago Tribune. I've driven it's, by the Boston Globe a number of times. It's, yeah, it's the Boston Globe. That's
0: I'm sorry I, to. The I do enjoy sully <laughs> um, their name yeah. with the Chicago Tribune. Yeah, no, at least it's, it's not of, the Herald, right? <laughs> had a thing in the movie where they had this rivalry
1: with the herald yes yeah it is the boston globe i apologize for that um and so they have a spotlight team like i said that just does deep investigating on stuff um and so they started investigating allegations of sexual abuse and children in the diocese in boston but
0: why we should talk about that who came in they got a new editor at the newspaper yeah marty baron marty baron from the times yeah
1: who asked them to look who asked them to choose that case yeah or that story for spotlight yeah i mean so he was at least by the movie i don't know how true that is in real life but um he is was a large part of the driving for them to choose that piece um and so they started investigating and talked to all kinds of people that were abused, all kinds of victims, um, several lawyers mm-hmm. um, and were able to get documents unsealed and, and letters that proved that the cardinal for that area knew about the abuse that was going on in the church, specifically with Gagin, um who was one of the priests there, specifically with him, I mean, in the 80s. Yeah, and, this was
0: 84, 86. Yeah,
1: 84. Um, and just continued to move him around to different parishes instead of Actually, taking him out of circulation and not allowing him, not putting him in more positions where he could abuse more children, you know? Um, and so they expuse they, they found 87 priests in Boston that had, I mean, and they, I think that they found like 84. Conf- 84, is. is that what it was? Yeah. Um, From the article um, itself. And they found, I mean, I think double confirmation on like 70 of them, you mm-hmm. know? Um, that. That that they had abused children and then been moved to another parish and and abused more children
0: and it moved
1: and, and moved and moved and I just can't even believe that you mm-hmm. know that it, that's crazy that something like that is is able to happen and and I mean as you find out at the end of the movie it's not just. It's not just America; it's all over the world that this Mm -hmm. happens. So it's it's not by any means just something that's wrong with white people. You know that's why this this is the
0: timing of this was so perfect to watch this because we just had that story break in Germany. Yes, more and more states are opening investigations. It Uh, is attorney generals over the world.
1: Yes. The end of the movie is a list that is four screens long, I think, of locations in the United States and then around the globe that yeah, have had serious major cover up allegations for and, the Catholic you know, Church.
0: And what big city was on there that is close to us? For Spokane and there was a couple of different yeah, things. Yakima. yeah. Like a couple I of think different Seattle.
1: just in um uh-huh. I don't know. I have a queued up for the end of the movie queued up, so I but I forgot to write oh, nice. them down or anything. <laughs> um, so I mean it's it's all over the place, yeah. you know, and, and I don't I don't know, I, I like I said I'm not Catholic, so I don't have any type of view into the church or the way that works or any type of system that.
0: Well, I can only imagine but, as devastating and disgusting as it is for us. It's got to be at least twice as bad for Catholics because this is it. It makes the faith, you know, it, it besmirches the faith a little bit, even though that it's not. Necessarily, something that is—it's not nothing. There's nothing wrong with the faith itself. It's—it's it's more or less. I mean, we don't know technically what it is. We could probably point to something like the practice of celibacy. That's probably a, a huge contributor. Yeah. But it might just be that the way the system is set up, it just might attract predators to it. It just might. You never know. Um, but it does not. And I think it's very important to, again, just beat it home. It has nothing to do with the faith itself as far as, you know, it doesn't lessen Catholicism any less. No. It's no better or worse than any other sect of Christianity Unless, of course, you're Catholic and if then if, you think you're better than most Christians, but <laughs>
1: if that's your jam and that's what makes sense to you, then ride that out. Like, yeah. this is not by any means us trying to devalue that faith or anything like that, you mm-hmm. know. But, but it, it's, I think, important to accept and understand that this is something that is happening within that system of belief that you are taking part in.
0: And I think the movie did a great job at presenting that because, especially early on, I'm good. Um, I mean, there's you, there's a lot of just people that just won't believe it because, ah oh, well, you know, that's that can't be right. You know, this one guy, he's twisted. Well, then you find out that the Archbishop himself, Cardinal Law in this particular case, was he had direct knowledge of all of this. So how much higher does it go? Right. You know, Spotlight ended up breaking the story at the time because it was to the point where all those records were going to be publicly unsealed, and it was going to be a bigger release, and so then other reporters could have gotten to it. But they wanted to go higher, right? I don't know if I didn't follow
1: that up, but well, and I gotta believe that with these new reports coming out of Pennsylvania, out of Germany, and then probably going to come out of these other states, you know, that it's all gotta, signs point to it. You know that it, it's not going to stop here. This no. is this is a sweeping movement. Of of looks into the Catholic Church and what's going on there, you know. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people are going to be expelled. And I think at the end of this, it's going to be better for the people that are in the faith. It's going to be a cleaner, yeah, group of people you have running your fucking faith.
0: It's going to be rough for a minute. By the time something actually happens, yeah, But, but it won't, it won't I be, think when it does, it'll be a you'll be a lot everyone will be a lot better off. Better for you in the end, yeah. Yeah. So that's just terrifying. to Think about it, that number alone in in germany you know one in 20 essentially yeah. a little less than that but or a little yeah like one in like 21 probably but still that's a fuck ton man it's a lot and it's of not every people. time but it's a fucking i mean that's a russian roulette game i don't want to play one of those with as big of a faith as catholicism is mm-hmm. you know so widespread
1: that there's so many churches that like there's probably 20 in a in a county, you know. That means in that county one of those people probably is molesting your children, you know. And that's or is likely to, you know. And that's horrible
0: that that you I mean know. it's fucking mind-boggling. But it's the reality of it. It's mind-boggling. Boggling? Oh, I I no, am sure boggling? You said boggling, but that's what it made me think. Mind-boggling. Of. It's mind-boggling. <laughs> yeah, that's God damn it. How are they doing? Blocked a motherfucking field goal. That's see, a- I really like these small football breaks because it helps them lighten the mood a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's – I mean, that's really all I wanted to touch on. It There's – you know, it's just kind of an ongoing thing. Every, you know, every day almost more and more of these states are signing up to look into these things. More allegations are coming out. It's – now we see it spreading across over to Germany – I don't know what the hell's happening. On Thursday this week, um the Pope actually met with uh what's the group's name? Nambla. No. <laughs> no, it was like was, that's you know, not group funny. Of, uh,
1: <laughs> that's a that's a bad joke that I just made.
0: In I In mean, poor
1: taste is what that joke is.
0: It's in poor taste, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's not funny. If you don't know what Nambla is, look it up because I'm not gonna del- I was introduced I'm not to delve Nambla into that. I was introduced to Nambla by South Park. I don't even remember where I heard of that the first time, and I almost want to explain to what it is, so nobody will accidentally Google it and be surprised. Nope, nope, nope. nope. That's what you get. Yep, it's
1: not great. (laughs) Roll the dice, baby. You're gonna be like, "Why the fuck do you even know what that is?" But it's
0: because I watched South Park. South Park. So South Park has been a very informative source to my life. They taught me all about uh nambla they taught me all about uh scientology before you know all of it came out they were one of the first you know people to explain mormonism yeah which i mean all the way i love mormons man but they can be crazy that's fine i don't care they're good people i don't judge them for what they believe do you yeah you do you baby Uh, but yeah, anyways, uh, like I said, on Thursday, the Pope Francis went ahead and he's meeting with a large group of American uh, priests to try to ta- uh, talk about how they can tackle this situation, I guess. And he's trying to get some – he's trying to make some moves, I think, on – at least publicly, trying to figure something out. So I don't know any course of action other than they just need to fucking go. Turn them over to local authorities, but most of the statute of limitations on these things is so far... That's the other I, I thing, yeah. It's so much
1: of it's been going on for so long, you know, that a lot of these mm-hmm. people are adults now, and it's too late for them yeah. to
0: be most of prosecuted them you can't, for most of the cases, yeah. yeah. Which means you can't label them legal sex offenders. Right. Because, yeah. And if they've not already been defrocked,
1: then um, you know, they're still defrocked. out there being old as shit and f- <laughs> fucking little kids, and that's terrible yeah what uh, so, uh, i i've had this written down for several weeks but fucking casey Bowman got me onto a streak of watching fucking to catch a predator on youtube oh dude like, of, no all of the shit that i have been watching at work yeah so there's <laughs> just all these people that are like what do you mean like i'm just here to just hang out like i would never fucking say anything like that and you know like i don't know well, you did. yeah again like south saw, park episode um a rabbi And um, a school teacher, a fucking cop calling. Oh my God. A fucking cop. A fucking police officer that showed up to fuck a little kid. Like a 13 year old. You know what I'm saying? That's Chris Hansen. Yeah. (laughs) I'm Chris Hansen. Yeah. And uh, it was a whole deal. Um, (sighs) But it's crazy. You know, it's, they're fucking everywhere and like that it's the weirdest thing like what's what terrifying what about you makes like not you but like somebody Yo, who bro, wants come to on now, uh, like assault children like what what the fuck in your brain makes that the way that is
0: you know mm-hmm. because are you I worried about it you're about to bring in a kid um, into this world
1: oh I so most certainly uh, I mean not a church but um, <laughs> I mean most certainly that's something that concerns me um, like my kid just being snatched you know that there was all kinds of my mom was a good mom right there was all kinds of irresponsible shit that i did that i used to get fucked up at people's houses and then would walk home from miles away in the middle of the night you know (laughs) and i was a larger kid like so granted it would probably have to be like two people to like take me from somewhere but at any moment, you know, at two in the morning walking along the side of the highway to back to get back to my house, I could certainly have been picked up by some random fucking person because I was shit housed. Like so I don't know. I it didn't happen, you know, obviously, but there's like there has been stuff that has happened in this town, you know, that um You never know.
0: Exactly. Uh so it's You ever gone on to the uh Oh what is I don't remember the actual website but if you just google like um Fuck no I have not. Okay. No. It's fucking terrifying because I'm not um
1: Yeah. I don't know. You know, it's a hard deal like
0: See I I will say that because what's what's even the the chance that I mean I've heard of a lot of I've heard of
1: rehabilitation, you know. Yeah, I don't know if I, that's I, a like, thing.
0: Um I don't know if it's rehabilitation or just willpower, you know, but I mean, I will say that I, I've heard a lot of stories about people that have been, you know, labeled a sex offender, you know, the stereotypical one is like, well, it was late at night, I was shithoused and I was walking through a park and I had to pee. So then I like peed in this bush and the cops on me and now I'm a pedophile. Well, like, like I understand there's some situations like that, but for the most part. I just want to see what that map looks like, just in case. So I'm not willing to roll the dice. So check this. I, um, oh
1: man, this is like a way better story, not on the podcast. Oh, um, but I'll tell anyway. Um, we'll have the uh, because
0: there's classified nick- version. Yeah, there's
1: nicknames and shit that. Um, person I, A, yeah. person B. Um. So this this girl. She took videos and pictures of herself and sent them to like this other kid that we knew, this boy. That I we think knew. you might have A told couple me this of boys before. That we knew, um, yeah. And we were in all in junior high, like so we were all fifteen years old, you know. Yeah. Um, but then, like, they got spread around and people found out about it. I mean, which is. The risk that you put yourself at when you are young and fucking take a when you are any age and take pictures of yourself naked and you send them to somebody you risk yes. them being sent anywhere, especially if you put them on the internet for any reason. They are there for fucking ever.
0: Yep. that's besides. And I the know point. you can't control kids, but, but you <clears need throat> to impress so, that to your kids when they have a phone,
1: right? So it got found out, right? And then like this kid that I knew that again was fifteen years old. He was he was had to register as a sex offender until he was twenty one years old. Like, Jesus. because he had received child pornography technically under the law even though he himself was a child and it was ju- it was a picture of a girl that you know mm-hmm. wanted to fuck him or whatever and that's that, that sounds like, like uh
0: early sexting laws you know and it was like because i remember when sexting wasn't a thing <laughs> yeah I remember those things. I'm right on the cutting edge of, like, sending dick dick pics and stuff, you know? Like, Like, I didn't know what a dick pic was until it was popular. I knew what a dick pic was when I was fucking 13 years old. I didn't have to grow up with that. Oh, yeah, dude. We started out by, like, people, like, taking pictures of poop. And like, hey, like, yo, look at this dump, huh? Hadn't moved on from that. Yeah. And then, then it, we scaled up, apparently. All penises. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> so many penises. Yeah. But I could see how maybe in that era, the laws were kind of different, maybe, than they are now. I don't know. And I don't know if if, but, if it would be ruled the same way now. But at either. the time, you know,
1: I think when it was, what, 2008, 2009, that's that's how that happened. Like that's because I was in junior high in 2009. That's just so you know. Um, That's right. Yeah. Uh, so that's, like I said, I don't know if that's young gun, if that's how it would be argued now, but why
0: did you got to say that? again? (laughs) 2008, 2009, you were in junior high. Yeah. (sighs) I was in ninth grade 2009. I'd been in the coast guard for like a fucking full tour. (laughs) (laughs) God, I feel old right now. Every time we do this, I feel so fucking old. Um, Oh, that's so,
1: funny. It's, I don't know. It's it's a fucking it's a world out there, you know. And just, I'm also a firm believer that like if that's that's like an illness that you live with, like that's not your fault, you know. I truly believe, and I'm off of no scientific basis other than my own belief that there is something. Like cognitively wrong in your brain that is that like that is causing that to happen like neurologically that's, there's something wrong that is causing and I can that to happen.
0: tell you exactly and why I, you believe that that's it's because you believe I think at heart most people are are good people you're gonna I give people the like benefit to think of the doubt
1: nobody wants to fuck a kid you know yeah. like that's as as you know. I think we harsh about as that this, might be to say it yeah. that way, but I don't. I gotta believe that nobody like wants to be doing that naturally, unless there's something, some type of abnormality. And what like, like how how way when someone is a psychopath, their MRI looks different of their brain. You know, like their brain yeah. looks different than somebody who's not. I'm gonna it's take called, your word on that one because you're all about them crime Touch, shows. Touchdown, yeah.
0: Again, um, mm-hmm. what's the score now? Uh
1: It is twenty-one six now. About to be twenty-one six. Uh So. 21.6. Yeah, when you're a psychopath, your brain skin looks different than somebody who is not a psychopath. Like, that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Why I gotta Why NCIS that, teach me that? I gotta believe that, that it's something similar mm-hmm. with someone who's a child molester, but I also don't know what, like, the psycho- psychopathy rate for psychopathy. pedophiles is. Um, Ooh. There's also a difference. There's gotta be a study for that. There's also a difference between pedophiles. And pederasts, right? Like, one of them... um, Is that the one that's, like, a little older? No, 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 no. So, I believe... and I don't have to fact check this, right? So, I believe that a pederast is somebody who has actually carried out, like, has actually sexually assaulted a child. But I believe that a pedophile is just somebody who has, like...
0: Urges to sexually assault different psychosomatic yeah. labels. Yeah,
1: I believe um, so. I'll you know I'll look that up when
0: I. I remember to this, when but. the when the Milo Yiannopoulos kind of thing happened and the yeah yeah uh, what was the there's a word for that it's like uh, where people don't like like there's an age difference where there's like an age gap where it cuts off where like they're like 13, 14... And I think my people thought Milo might have been one of those type of people. And yeah. I don't remember the name of the term, but... I don't know. Either way, I guess, like you said, I I, I have to believe that there's something medically wrong with him, yeah. Psychologically wrong. Because otherwise, I don't know what the fuck thing think of this world. Because that's just... That's some dark shit. Well,
1: and it was for a long time. And again, I don't know if it's still like this now, right? But it was for a long time that... Um, If you were to tell somebody that you were having urges like that, then they like they were like they had to report it, you know, and so it's it's you can't even seek treatment, you know, if you're like trying to actively live your life and like you're like, I, I know if you're if you are smart enough to recognize that. That is abnormal and you don't want to do that, but it's something that you can't avoid because of whatever is wrong with your brain that's causing that. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I genuinely believe you should be able to seek some type of treatment for that or some type of help to, I mean, if you, if you've, if you've gone 35 years living that way, but have never done anything, you know, but you're like, i like i need help you know like something's going on i know that something is wrong like what the fuck is going on you know yeah. like i i truly believe you should be able to seek help you know if you've acted on that if that's something you've done sorry you bro. made your fucking choice you do like you did that you know but i i don't know you know yeah it mean, could. That's that's some, a really broad opinion. For I, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe. and I mean, there's only. It's hard one. to even under, like argue, like, well, you know, circumstantial, fucking whatever, other than yeah, guy pissing in a park, you know, and like accidental, yeah, exactly. you know, dick pics and fucking
0: whatever. But no, I think there's. And- there's got to be some merit to what you're saying, just because. Again, I mean, is every you know is that amount of people? Is there that amount of people that is are are that just? evil or is it a mental psychological problem that is no different say than what's the split personality i don't remember um where they have people have different personalities or you know psychopathic or you know whatever is it any different from one of those or you know because i mean in psychopaths it's not necessarily something that's their fault but they can go out and fucking kill people and do terrible fucking shit and it, i mean it's the same it, is it the same with you know pedophiles is it this thing that they have that at one point they just can't control anymore and then it's just they have no control over their bodies and is that is that the sickness but instead of killing people they rape people right
1: what,
0: that's that's for the psychiatrist yeah and i have no idea and, i'm not fucking advanced enough in the you field to know. well i think that's you know reading that guy's book because he was a psychotherapist the uh ooh what's his name again Sipe. Sype, yeah. So um, his first name was crazy. I bet you, Aquinemius or something like uh, that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh no, his name was oh, it's in my spotlight folder, Aquinas, Walter, Richard Sipe, Yeah, yeah, and uh, I bet you he got that name when he was a a, a monk priest, Aquinas. whatever that is, because Aquinas is like that's an it's old
1: world or is it a, it's just an old oh, world name.
0: name you know like the popes take a take a pope uh, they take like a title name, a, name or, yeah they yeah. take the name of like a, a saint, pious I name think, right yeah usually yeah like francis is not his real name right uh, pope benedict was not his name <laughs> who was the the last pope that retired really weirdly i don't know Ber- uh, benedict I benedict so. we have had maybe. a lot of there was a lot of benedicts yeah yeah and they're all like benedict the 27th yeah bum 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 but anyways, let's put that thing to bed. That's depressing me. Yeah. It's sad, but it's something to watch, so we'll watch. You then. want to talk about Joe Rogan's now? I would love to talk about Joe Rogan's right okay. now. Okay. Do you want to talk about Larry Sharp first? Let's have some light vamping in between here. Let's uh you listen to Neil deGrasse Tyson too? Yeah. So what was that what stood out to you in that? Um
1: I was so I always learned lots of shit when I listened to him. Yeah. One of the cool things was the fucking
0: I listened to it as soon as it came out, so I'm a little rusty on it. He told me that. Well, he didn't. He told you. (laughs) He told me. No, um, hit you up on your
1: Twitter. I learned that. uh, (laughs) That's funny that I said that. Um, No, he said that. He thought that Christopher Columbus coming to America was like the most significant event in all of like human history. Okay. Um and he Yeah, I
0: remember that now. Yeah,
1: and he said that he
0: had a good justification.
1: Yes. And he said that because and his his explanation was is gonna be way more long winded than mine, but he was talking about how the group of people that lived in America at that time, the Native Americans Like that race of people had lived there for tens of thousands of years because they walked over there on the land bridge during the Mm -hmm. ice age, you know, before that ended. And then when
0: the ice age ended, the land bridge went away. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we were, we had a, you know, a part of our human tribe that was all of a sudden cut off. Yeah. With no way to contact for. Right. Thousands and thousands
1: of years, and so when Christopher Columbus and his crew came to America, that was the—I mean—the first time that those two races of people had connected in in thousands and thousands of years. Yeah, you know, and that's like crazy. You know, just that is that, crazy. Like, development, like in technology, had come to a point where they were able to do that. You know, that's insane because it's just as likely, probably, that they never figure that out and just live in two mm-hmm. different parts of the world forever.
0: Yeah, know? it's it's just as likely that it did not happen. Yeah. as it was when it did happen, which is that's insane. Right? So uh, people are At crazy. what point does a human being say, "You know what? I know the only thing out there is ocean forever and ever and ever, but I'm going to I'm going to go check it out." Yeah. I'm going to go see what's up. I'm just going to go and make sure and I'm not saying that was Christopher Columbus's mentality at the time, because it really wasn't. He's going but, to discover all the seaports. Yeah. Was, he was just trying to... All, you know, all the ports, but
1: all the... He was trying
0: to find that... Coasts. That, yeah. The different way to a, a faster India. route. Yeah. To the Spice Cook. Lands. That's
1: what it was. It was... He also said that Captain Cook, um, when he was sent from Britain, um, his mission was to just identify all of the coastlines that mm-hmm. he could find. And that's... Then he was at... Dude, I wish I could do that fucking job. But he also said that Christopher Columbus came up on some tiny-ass island and needed to get a bunch of supplies. And those that particular race of people um, only made enough... Like, only grew enough shit for one year. They never, ever had any surplus. That's just not how they live mm-hmm. their lives. And so... When Christopher Columbus requested that, they were like, well, we can't, like, because we won't be able to live. And he knew that at the time, right, the, fuck, what is it called? Uh, when, like, the moon covers up, covers up the sun. What's that called? The eclipse? Yeah, the eclipse charts, like, were advanced enough. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the eclipse charts were advanced enough at the time that he knew that there was going to be eclipse in, like, 10 days or 7 days or something like mm-hmm. that. And he was like. Christopher Columbus said to these people, he said, "Okay, but if you don't give me this stuff, then in you know X amount of days time, like my God, who's more powerful than your God is gonna like cover up the sun, and he's gonna make it blood red, and and it's it's gonna be fucking terrible. And, <laughs> um, like you know, oh they didn't gosh. they give them they didn't give him that shit, and then that's the, such a dick move. You know what I'm saying? And so he, yeah, so he went over the time that he was the biggest dick, and then also when he felt like it was maybe the most important event in human history so i thought that was really yeah. interesting he also talked probably about wiped it. out
0: that entire tribe that that's entire what I, genetic
1: said no one knows yeah. like whether or not they lived or died like they just you know did or he at least didn't know whether or not they lived or died but he also talked about how anybody who was sailing at that time sailed with an astronomer Because they used Mm -hmm. the planets to decide, like, you know, whether or not the map was going to be accurate or what the fuck ever. So, we talked about an astrolabe. Yeah. This this fucking Arabic device that, like, they carried around with them. Tell me you Googled that thing. Oh, you're goddamn right I did. They're fucking trippy. And that was on Monday that I did that. And so, I'm sitting sitting with my wife at the pussy doctor, right? (laughs) And we are, we're, like, waiting to go down for the ultrasound. (laughs) Uh And she's a Jordan always asked me what I learned that day. And she's like my mom in school. Like, like (laughs) what did you learn today? Um, and so I was, cause I was telling her that I was listening to Neil deGrasse Tyson. She was like, well, like, what did you learn? And I said, Oh, he was talking about this fucking astrolabe. And she said, what? And I was like, yeah, (laughs) I was like, so check this out. And I, all I did was I just pulled up my internet, and it was astrolabe. Like that was the last thing I had looked up. So I was like, "Oh, I got a picture of it," and pulled it up. And she's like, "Oh my god!" Yep. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah. I was like, so it's this fuck this Arabic device that you you know plot like where the
0: planets are, and you help navigate out where you need to go. Yeah, I it's was crazy. Like, and that's insane. That for somebody like, to come up with that technology right now, do you think you, you how
1: could oh, you do that if? If the world relied on me to figure (laughs) out, like, how to get to another planet or, like, where the planets were, we would all die. There's no (laughs) way.
0: There is no way that... Say, okay, the moon is right there. So, I'm guessing... I don't know. Let's go 45 degrees beforehand. Let's see. Shoot straight up at it. Maybe we'll hit it. I can guess what time it is based off of
1: where the sun is. And I can... After about five seconds tell you what fucking direction is which but like i don't know like were it not for the indicator in my land rover i wouldn't know which direction i was driving <laughs> in. you know i don't know like that but i could like have yeah. a discussion about like oh this is gonna come from the west or what the fuck ever you know because i can be like oh well the sun is here and it rises <laughs> in the east and sets in the west and like oh so so boom, this way like that's it's two o'clock and that's where the sun is so that's the west like, but I, you know
0: that's just oh that's you're just, fucking badass dude that's it's just good. not me so um i've gotten I'm, a lot better at that lately since uh the job i it's okay. i do is uh oh, yeah there's people upstairs. i use a compass a lot and so just kind of by being all around where you know the places i travel to and stuff throughout the day and then actually having to whip out my compass to find which way's north and stuff it's very popular, just like Miss Jordan.
2: Are you guys also recording? Yeah, we're recording. Your video. I'm so sorry. That's no. Okay.
0: You're always welcome you know your on set. Yeah, I got gifts. So
2: I'll show you while you guys are recording. I'll show you ooh. this cute hat that Keetra got us. Shout out to Keitra.
0: Yeah. Shout
1: out to Ketra. <laughs> I told Colin on our way home um, that <laughs> for some reason this whole time, that you had been telling me about her, I thought that
0: she was black this whole time. That this is. is what a, got that's a oh, cool that is so adorable. Show the world. <laughs> that is so adorable. It's a football. football.
1: It. Yes. Yeah, Did man. Did you hear what I said about Keitra? Yeah, that's
0: really funny. Not at all. <laughs> I should yeah. stop giving all of our
2: personal information away. That's
1: <laughs> cool. yeah. We don't know what her
0: last name is, so just don't say that. Okay. She's the, the woman, the legend herself. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. This is a cool ad. And That is a dope hat, dude. It's yeah. a football hat. It is a football for hat. For those audio listeners, it's like a cool yes. knitted football hat for a newborn. Looks like a football. It's amazing. Yep. Perfect time for tomorrow. I'm excited.
1: Oh, Shelby's. Is Shelby's birthday tomorrow, or we're just celebrating tomorrow? This All is right. a good... <laughs> She's like, <laughs> Shelby, talking. if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah, that's what I learned from Neil deGrasse Tyson. He also talked about basketball he said that like you can fit two basketballs through a basketball at the same time i was like no that's bullshit i didn't totally understand but then he was like so if you think about it when you put one basketball through there there's enough there's four times as much room as you need and so when they jump from the free throw line and dunk it it's really pretty impressive that they're still making it you know yeah i'm like whatever you say dude that's Uh, just math but interfering i interfering with real life i also thought it was rad he talked about star wars the new death star right and he was like it's like because they said that it sucks up a star And then destroys, like, eight planets at a time. Yeah, so this is from Force Awakens. Yeah. And he was like, he said, so I got really interested and I did the math. He said, and I figured out that if you took the energy from a star, you could destroy, like, a thousand planets. Yeah. It's like, like, so you could have made it way cooler than it, like, already was, you know. And it would have been awesome. But you just didn't do it because you didn't want to, like, have someone do the math. (laughs) I was like, that's really funny. Yeah, he gets upset
0: at uh, stuff in movies like that. I think that's like, I he's think he's got as that as big story. Be, and I know? don't remember if it was the last show that he was on or this new one, but he had talked about the time that James Cameron and him had. It was this one, yeah. yeah. they changed the sky in the new version of Titanic because he saw the old one. And was like, wait, I know exactly where this was. Yeah. And exactly when it happened. That's not the fucking sky that was there, bro. Get your shit together. Yeah. Like, oh, bro, man. He's trying to make a movie. <laughs> well, and I think that that's important. Um,
1: for people who really love movies and are like smart like that, because that type of shit can take you out of the experience. You yeah. Know? And I, so I think that that's important and I think it's worth, excuse me, asking people about, you know, cause you don't have yeah. to, most people, like I, I, I feel confident if we were making a movie about science or what, some such shit, you know, and we, we're like, man, I obviously are famous enough, but we're like, I just need to ask someone a question. You know, I feel confident that we could call up Neil deGrasse Tyson and ask one question. He wouldn't be like, I need you to give me five grand and put my name on the credits of that film because you asked me a question. You no, know? oh, he'd just do it so that he like, just he'd yeah, like I'm, I really just want to get this done right. So like, it, I really just wanted to know, you know, if I if I'm gonna be in this particular place, what's the fucking what's the sky gonna look like? You mm-hmm. know, yeah, how many how many planets can I destroy with the energy of one star? Like. That's and he'll be like, "That's really interesting. Give me like five days, and I'll I'll hitch back up." You know, that'd be so dope. It would that would be fun for somebody like that to to figure that out because he obviously did it for himself in his
0: own time, <laughs> exactly. personally, to <till>, like <laughs> to figure it out. So I just don't. Yeah. All right. So when I make my first big budget film, yes, I will I will make sure to consult Neil deGrasse Tyson if it is a historical period piece or. A sci-fi piece in an existing galaxy that we know to make sure everything's legit.
1: There's somebody whose job it is to like do continuity checks, right? To like go back and watch it. So just let that be my job. And so I'll just watch it and be like, Yeah, you know, you need to ask somebody about that because I'm sure All right. that there's some type of way this needs to be done. You sit right next
0: you know. to my director's chair. Yeah. You'll be the continuity director. Yeah. I'll like, just yo,
1: yo, yo, yo. I'll just be a producer, you know what I'm saying? And I'll just be like, <laughs> No, 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 we need to check this shit. Like that doesn't <laughs> that doesn't look right. Like let me let me call
0: somebody and um. I'm gonna make
1: sure this is good and then we can move on. Shoot somebody else. Like that's
0: that's cool. <laughs> next scene, I'll yeah. get back to it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude. Don G, you just cost me like a hundred grand here, bro. It'll we can't right. just cut the scene right now. <laughs> like well, whatever, hang some green curtains back there. There's no sky right now. We gotta figure a <laughs> sky out. Oh, if only one day, my friend, one day. Yeah, I don't really remember too. There was not too much. I don't think that stood out during that Neil deGrasse Tyson episode for me. I will just say that every episode with Neil deGrasse Tyson is fantastic. Is fantastic, and I learned so much. Like I told you, we went to a planetarium in New York. His planetarium in New York. Yeah, watched that space thing about dark energy and dark matter. He narrated the whole thing, and I was like elated. Elated. Yeah, that's a good word, right? Yeah, yeah. there we go. Yeah, word. Uh, but Elon Musk, I wanted to talk about. Yeah, just because I mean, there's a whole lot and then Larry there. Man. Sharp. They talked about first of all, let's talk about the timing. How weird was it that Joe did a live show? Because he always does his shows live. He airs the live stream live, um, obviously. And the uh, live streams are you know, live. We're live on the live stream. Um, but he did it like it was like at six thirty or seven thirty or something like that at night. Sorry, no, that's all right. Touch your baby. I want to touch my son. Oh man, touch Dax. Yep. What's up, Dax? Okay, no Did you guys crying, tell guys.
2: that that's what his
0: name is? Yes. Oh, yeah. I just, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do all these. I bet you, are you like doing like a ton of like stretches and all this stuff? Cause you get so fucking tight and muscly. You should be. Oh, <laughs> word. We'll get, we'll get you doing some, uh, some, uh, pregnancy yoga.
2: I do a little bit of yoga. Donovan massages my back a lot, which is my back and my feet, which is amazing.
0: Best husband ever.
2: Seriously. I couldn't even tell you. The, it's a laundry list of why he's the best. Boom. <laughs> Rubbing my feet and my back are just right at the top, though.
0: <laughs> there you go.
1: All
0: right. Okay. I love Thank it. Thank you. Always. That's. I just can't. Mm-hmm. We. Last week after the show, I felt i think it was his head or something something dude that was fucking trippy yeah that shit is, it's a weird deal i'm trying to get ready in the like trying to get my mindset ready because it's all gonna happen real soon
1: eventually you're gonna see him move oh boy her
0: belly yeah that's a trip like when you're you can like poke on him and he'll like he's in there
1: just doing fucking swimming around
0: like what's going on man yeah <laughs>
2: Uh-oh, yeah okay.
1: so yeah Elon Musk was cool it was odd timing because he did it at 9 30 at night 9 30 um, okay which I mean he's got a family and shit so he likes to do it. I got that for the dog today
0: it's it's a bone uh, <laughs> and so but yeah, I mean so he's well, he's if got you a family, got somebody so like home Elon should, but- yeah if you got somebody like Elon Musk, you just gonna band. make time. Yeah. Whenever he can have time, you're gonna be there. Right. Brought his, his not
1: a flamethrower because it's not a flamethrower. It's definitely not a flamethrower. Uh, yeah, he said it's a roofing torch that just has like a cover on it that looks like a gun. Mm-hmm. And that's how he did that. He just made a flamethrower. Yeah. That's not a flamethrower. Sold it for twenty grand a piece, I think. Five grand five
0: grand twenty thousand of them. That's what it was. Yeah. It was uh because they he went over it, they did the same thing, I guess, with hats yes. a while back. And it I don't remember if it was SpaceX hats or uh, – The Boring Company. Boring Company. Boring. So, it's the same thing for that company. Yeah. But, yeah, it was like a X number amount of hats at whatever price for a million, million dollars. Yeah. And then this one was, well, let's make $10 million. And so, they did, well, what can we do for that one? Well, we'll make 20,000 flamethrowers, cost five grand a piece. Right. And they – I think they pre-sold out. Four days. Like I that. Think. Four days. Yeah. I mean that's a, I mean that's a fundraiser, man. That's a fundraiser. That's what that is, and that's an amazing fundraiser. <clears throat>
1: Smoked weed on the podcast, which was a huge
0: fucking deal. Huge apparently, controversy. Which he didn't even inhale. For us smokers, I was like, oh, yo, he didn't even really smoke. Come on, but yeah, it was he made a funny face afterwards? Yeah, yeah, dude. It was. It has been memed a thousand times over now, and yeah. I got to tell you, it might be the perfect meme. Oh, it's great. It's fucking fantastic. It's great. That's definitely a pop culture thing. The, yeah. the Elon Musk meme is fantastic. Oh, dude. It, but did you see like SpaceX stock dropped or Tesla stock dropped, I think, after that? It's fucking bullshit, A couple dude. executives left. Why it's- has
1: anybody questioned that he ever smoked weed? I mean, he said that he didn't do it a lot, you know, but I you don't. Know, I tweeted after that. Like, was there seriously a question ever that Elon Musk smoked weed? Like, yeah. he's like, let me dig a fucking tunnel underneath L.A. so we can drive yeah. in it.
0: Or as he know? calls it, a pit. I mean, We're just going to dig a pit. Yeah,
1: and I'm sure that... How many times do I got to tell you? I'm, I'm sure he's, dig a pit. you know, maybe he's not the first person to have that idea, but he's the first person to do it, yeah. you know? So I just don't. He's like, let me make uh, an, a car that's, like, all electric, but I also want it to be fast as shit. You know And I wanted to like Really go hard If you wanted to I wanted to be a good car Yeah And I wanted to drive itself And Mm -hmm. I wanted to do this And I also wanted to do this And he said in there that You get your car To to fucking dance Yeah You know If you like Download a certain app That you can get your car To fucking
0: dance Like I don't Yeah see these I didn't That's the one thing I didn't realize That I found out During that interview Is that these Teslas At least The new model Teslas Or anyways They have all this Programming involved That like There's all these Easter eggs Inside of your car that you can make it do. Yeah. Like, this is not a car like you think of. This is a computer that drives you places. Right. What the fuck? I want one of those things, it's man. It's a weird deal. And, you know, he got so much shit for that smoke and weed thing. And it, it really, it did a disservice to what he actually said on the podcast. I mean, yes. they talked about AI and virtual reality love. and simulations and love. Love was a big one. Love is the key. I think it was an um, this is the first time I've seen him in a long form interview. He's had some Ted talks that are like an hour plus, but it's him answering a couple. It's a very different style. It's not a real organic conversation. Like I think he had this time. Yeah. And, you know, I think it took him a little while to get warmed up because he was a little almost standoffish in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, but there was a question I did want to ask you after listening to that. And that was, Oh, ask me, he didn't talk about his controversy with the New Zealand dive. Oh, diver guy. No, the guy pedophile. Yeah, um, and I understand why. Especially because there's a million other things that are more important to talk about with Elon Musk. Yeah, than just his this thing. Um, but. And I was actually kind of surprised that I didn't hear many... I thought it would be bigger news that he didn't talk about that. And I thought people were going to be giving him shit. But I'm glad they didn't. But it was something I was worried about when I was listening to it. I think that maybe, right, with the president that we have now, smoking
1: <laughs> weed is a bigger deal than throwing some fucking accusation at somebody that yeah, that's, is obviously baseless. you know,
0: just to try and slander them. Like, we're all fucking gun-shy after this, era. Yeah. Not gun shy. You know what I mean. We're all too, we're all numb to it by now. Desensitized. Mm, so, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I don't think that it's
1: a... I'm sorry. My cat's going to take a shit. Um, it's going to be delicious. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. You know, I think that that's a really strange deal. Yeah. But I, I think that... I think it's different. And maybe, again, this is... Especially because it was on the internet. You know, there's a difference between, like, calling somebody a name... And like saying this guy fucks kids, yeah, know? like like that's I know that he molests children, yeah, and you know he's a pedophile, like, and just being like whatever fucking you know pedophile, like, and that doesn't make it cool because that's like a really shitty thing to say to somebody, but yeah. he didn't, you know, yeah, I know. didn't come out and
0: wasn't like that. I saw that guy lure a child into his home, like, yeah, he know. did have a follow-up later on like a week after that thing happened or two weeks after where um, he had accused him of having like a 12-year-old child bride and stuff like that because he's an expat, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I mean, whatever, bro. If he's in Vietnam or Thailand or something and he's a New Zealand expat or something like that, I mean, say what you want about it, but if the law in Thailand is you can have a 12-year-old bride, then that's the fucked up law in Thailand. The law that he's abiding there. But I don't know. But that's the other thing. I, Like you said, I don't really give a fuck about what his accusations are and all, you know. Maybe it's prejudice. Maybe it's bias, whatever. But the dude has a whole lot more important things that are going on than that. Yeah. Motherfucker sent his car to Mars. I Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just saying. You know, how, how important is... You know, companies like SpaceX and now the other companies that have kind of gotten into the the fold with that, Amazon, I think, or Google, or somebody. I know it's Joe on. It's kind of kick started NASA a little bit. There's been a lot more talk in NASA now about trying to do some more space operations and using SpaceX to, you know, further their endeavors. Right? I don't know. My I think he, takes space. Of, he takes a lot of uh, contracts for NASA and stuff because it's much cheaper for him to launch a rocket. Than it is for NASA to launch so rocket. He now. brings
1: back his pieces. His what? His pieces. He brings back the pieces. Oh yeah.
0: He brings back. Doesn't yeah, just, just
1: drop them in space. Launch
0: a rocket, drop what you need to, and then you get back, and then you can refit. You know, it's like a fucking airplane. Yeah. Hey. Hey. And I, stop it. <laughs> she's like, I want to scratch the wall, Dad. I got I got shit in my paws, man. It's annoying. <laughs> this cat's super annoying. <laughs> but. Yeah. I mean, it was a good, good cast. I love it, man. Yeah. And he, you can basically never really go wrong with Joe Rogan podcast. Larry He's Sharp. There's always Larry Sharp. What you got on Larry Sharp? I got a lot on Larry Sharp. What you,
1: you want to um, talk about education first? Because that was my biggest beef with Larry Sharp.
0: Yeah. my My biggest beef with Larry Sharp was the fact that I understand what he was trying to say because I speak libertarian. But I think he did a piss poor job of explaining it. And I mentioned it a little bit in my dissent a couple weeks ago because that's when I asked that question. Is a good idea poorly explained still a good idea? Yeah. Because you now you've turned the public's opinion of that idea to something shitty because you explained it shitty. Um, and I think a lot of it had to do with just he's a New Yorker and he talks like a New Yorker. He's very fast talking. He's very he, – he can kind of – jump on your words a little bit and you know he was just a way of talking in new york he ended up in out the city
1: being super duper arrogant um is what i thought that's how he um, came out yeah yeah um and, and that's just the way they talk and the the beef that i had i think right is that the education system um well that was it but like my general one is i think that My problem generally with libertarianism, right, Mm -hmm. is that it relies on, like, most people to, like, do the right thing, you Mm -hmm. know? This country has shown me time and time again that, like, the people that are currently in power do not do the right thing. Like, there's scores of people that do not do the right thing. Mm -hmm. So, I don't trust those people to make the right decision just because we're giving them the freedom to make the right decision instead of enforcing them to do the right thing, you know? I just don't. Some people will, Mm -hmm. you know, but I just I don't I don't buy that, you know. And so when when he's, for example, when he's talking about the education system, you know, he's like, well, we're going to give them less money and they'll have to take the money out of their budget from somewhere and so they'll realize that there's too many administrators and then they'll just fire all the administrators and pay you know the teachers more money I'm like well that's cool but the teachers are having to strike right now and not go to work so they can get more money so why the fuck would i think that they would be the priority just because you're going to start giving them less money and he's like oh well i'm not going to just not do it right because that's what he would say is, well i'm not going to just not just Give them less money and not say anything. I'm going to, you know, guide them and do this. But then when Joe asks about specifics, he's like, oh, well, I'm this far out. It's unreasonable for you to ask me to have a specific plan about what I'm going to do because I'm this far away. Fuck you. It's unreasonable for me to ask about a specific plan when you're telling me you're going to take $4 billion out of your local education system.
0: Yes. That's ridiculous. Okay. So let me just. Let me tr- let me fucking tell you. <laughs> let me let me translate that to you from libertarian poorly speaking libertarian speak to normal people terms. So, his view on the education system in the state of New York is that the system is broken. They continue to just throw more money on it, yes. which is very typical. And that money is not used properly because the school board and the administrators that are in power use that generally to enrich themselves and they create a better, you know, a bigger bureaucracy and administration behind the school often. And in most cases, leaving the teachers high and dry. That's why teachers are always fucking striking because yes, in some States um, teachers do make a good amount of money, um, but it's usually in certain counties and not, and they're usually very affluent counties. Um, But for the most part, Teachers nationwide and I'm going to assume worldwide are probably vastly underpaid. Yes. Especially considering the importance of their job. And so, his idea is to essentially give the teachers more power. And this is what he – the point I know – because I know the model he's talking about. And the point he failed to bring up because of the way he talks is the fact that he would be – essentially stripping some power away from the administrators and away from say like the power of the school board who is nothing but administrators i used to go to school board meetings when i was in high school for a video class we'd have to film them and good god it's just a bunch of fucking politicians essentially local people that are wanting to be politicians it's disgusting yeah but instead of Having them have all the say to where the money goes, the teachers would be given enough power to be able to say, hey, no, we need the we need the money down here. Otherwise, we can't teach these kids anymore. You know, teachers are always having to go out and buy their own fucking school supplies. Should never be a fucking issue. We need bigger schools with more classrooms so you have less kids in each classroom. You'll have to hire more teachers, which means you're going to have to cut back on administrators. I'm sure that the teachers would be willing to pick up a little bit more of the load administratively if they were able to teach the way they thought they could. And that kind of went into the second point by having the when he talks about stripping 4 billion dollars out of that education system. I think it was a 60 billion dollar budget and he'd be stripping 4 billion away from that. And that 4 billion is the federal assistance from the US government. All the other part would be there. That's fine. That's all stuff that comes from the state taxation and everything like that. It's the normal government income waste. Um, so he'd be, he'd be saying, you guys need to survive without that federal income. But now that we no longer are on the hook, we're not sucking off the tit of the federal government for that $4 billion, we don't have to do all these stupid standardized testings to continue to get our funding. Yeah. We can stop that and we don't have to start teaching to that fucking test anymore. We can, you, the teachers can teach the way they want to teach the way they know is best to teach. And in every single school district, the teachers are going to be the ones that best know how to teach their students. So he's essentially giving the teachers more power and more say, because they are the ones that should be running the school. And then having the administrators take their proper place and just sit in the background and run the bureaucracy, make sure the school facility is running the way it should be. They shouldn't be dictating the, the curriculum based off of passing some fucking test. Right. That's essentially what he wants to do. And so then he says, okay, as governor, I'm going to facilitate all this. So in other words, I don't know the answer to how they're going to fix it because the teachers know how to fix it. The administrators that really care know how to fix it. And I'm going to give them the power to make, to allow them to fix it. And if we need to bring in more money from elsewhere, you know, he said that we can look at other means of funding to try to get some of that money back. But I guarantee you there'd be a massive cut down in the bureaucracy that it isn't needed, especially considering you don't have to take that fucking standardized test anymore. Which that's I a can, huge cost already. Which I can accept that that's what you're saying, but only half of that is what he actually said. I know. So and I'm, that's my problem with it's him. It's
1: not right that I, you know what I'm saying, I should not have to infer so much information from yeah. something that
0: somebody's saying. And that's and that's that, That's <clears> that. why I was so upset with that. It's the fact that I think he did a poor job explaining that. And it, when Joe started that podcast, he prefaced it by saying, hey, before we get started, I just want to let you know, I like you. I'm a fan of what you're doing, man. You know, and I'm a fan of the way he talks, because in <coughs> his other speeches and stuff like that, he doesn't, doesn't bury himself like he did on this one.
1: When he kept he kept acting like Joe was attacking him When he's I know. just asking questions. And he's like, well, that's because you're a liberal. You're a liberal. Like all this. Like you just don't get it. You're a liberal. Like, what the fuck are you even
0: talking about? That's like I know he's from the Bronx. I don't like that it's I know it doesn't I mean know. shit to me. Like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It doesn't. But the people in the Bronx speak his language. I speak his language because I lived in New York City long enough, and I speak libertarian, so I can take his shitty explanations and actually portray what he intends to do. But, anyways, that really frustrated me. I had a really hard time listening to that pod. I had to listen to that podcast, I think, over the course of a week because I, I could listen to a little bit at a time and I say, "Okay, Larry, I can't, I can't do this anymore." It Joe's did. trying. Joe is trying his damnedest to try to get him to explain what he's doing. It didn't make any but he sense. he couldn't pick up on it. Yeah. And it was incredibly frustrating. But then he went on and he kind of touched a couple things. You know, some more standard libertarian value stuff. Um, you know, He likes to refer to uh, Andrew Cuomo as uh, Emperor Cuomo. The royal family. Which, again, it's lost on non-New Yorkers. I understand it because I'm half New Yorker, part New Yorker. I've still, to this day, I've spent more time in New York in my adult life than I have here. Uh, still up until this point. Yeah, up until this point. I got another, like, four years, I think. But, uh, so I understand what he's doing. But, you know, again, and I, it's just driving me up a wall because he needs to be better than that. If you're going to run for governor and try to overthrow Andrew Cuomo, the emperor god of New York State... You need to be better than him. And he's not right now. Unfortunately. I'm good. Thank you, though. Ah, all right. Uh, I might take it. I mean, I'll just, um, okay, I'll, I'll take it. It'd be all right. <laughs> if I need to hang out a little afterwards, I'll hang out. We could hang out. Take a little nappy poop. Godfather and Dax, you can hang out. There you go. Uh, that is good, though. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about privatizing the bridges in New York. The idea of privatizing a bridge like you privatize a stadium. Yes. State quits paying for that shit. Yeah. You save a ton of money right there. Um, and I didn't... I did not hate
1: it, mm-hmm. um, but... It's an interesting idea. Yes. Big companies just scare me. Big companies scare me as much as big government scares me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's... I feel the same type of way about that, that anybody, <clears throat> especially monetarily, that gets too big has too much influence, and that's not mm-hmm. a good thing. And so... And see, I... That's the way I like sphere things like that.
0: The know. way he talked about doing it was leasing these things. Just like you do on a stadium again. You know, you have a so ten year lease it. on this bridge. And for ten years, or however long you pay your contract, you paid the amount, you know, that says in the contract. A million. You, can, millions of you dollars. can fucking paint that bridge whatever color you want. You could do it like uh whatever you want. You can advertise on that it's your bridge to do. Now here are the lists. Of required maintenance schedules and things that have to be done and tests that need to be done. And no tolls. And no tolls. Well, I mean, they can toll whatever the fuck they want. Well, I guess I think if they have the lease on the bridge, if they have the lease, but the but the idea is to get rid of the tolls, right?
1: That is the idea. Because so yeah. so then it I would mean, have to be part of the lease that they don't toll, that they do their own thing. Because the jam <laughs> is, I mean, he, the way he explained it would be advertising would be a
0: huge amount of like what they're benefiting from it. You yeah, know, is that you are like? I don't think that would they're fly. investing in the area. I um, think at some point you would have to have some kind of way for this company. Then you are being to told generate just income.
1: Yeah, cause, well, but then you're being told just not
0: by the state. Yeah. And you, I mean, it seems And if people to me, don't unless... like it and they don't go that way because there's other ways to go. It's just that way's quicker, but you got to pay for it. People don't go that way. They won't make money on it. Someone else will come in. Maybe they'll realize or they'll just realize, hey, this advertising's is good enough. It's a free market decision. And the only way to tell whether it would work is to let it happen. Yeah. And so I wouldn't have a problem with that as long as... Like I said, there is some kind of, you know, and I hate doing this, but because the libertarian inside me is screaming. But as long as you have some form of regulation that and states, that's, that's what I was just going to you know, say is that because it, a bridge is a fucking bridge, it's very important. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say is
1: that it safety makes, wise, let's makes me concerned that even even with as libertarian as the idea is that if the free market version doesn't work out. You mm-hmm. know, if all those companies are like, fuck it. You got to pay $10 to go either way. And that's that's how it is, you know. Then, like, the state then has to put in some type of regulatory body. That's I like how you like said $10. You like, that's
0: that, cute. That's well, $10 for New York is a fucking steal. Well, it's like, time. $10. <laughs> it's like 10 per axle or some shit like that. I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, so. No,
0: Verrazano is 10 per axle. It's 20 bucks every time I go over that fucking right, bridge Right, so that's just the, you know, that's
1: just the number that I hear. Mm-hmm. It's like $7 or something like that, which is. <laughs> It started at like $4, I think, Uh maybe a little less than that. And it's worked all the way up to like $7. Yeah. and It's funny because I still am like, oh, yeah, whatever. That's normal. That's still pretty cheap for me. Well, and it's, I mean, not for us because it was only the same idea with you guys. It was only supposed to pay off the bridge.
0: And now we're like, well, but why does it keep going up? It's because I'm making tons of fucking money on it. Yeah. And they're making, excuse me, I don't know if I even mentioned this when I was talking about my trip. There are no more toll booths. On the Verizontal Bridge. There's no more toll booths in the city of New York. You just have to have a little pass thing? Yeah. It's that's it's so all cameras irritating. and or you get a pass. And so if you don't have a pass, you just roll through and they send you your bill in the mail. Boom. That's terrible. That, I mean, as when you don't have a choice and that's the only way to live is to go through those fucking toll booths, that is a godsend. Yeah. It is dope just to be able to sail through, bro. Because easy pass... Is what we call it over there. We have uh, good to go over here, I think. Um, Easy pass is just a way of life. It's part of owning a car in the city. That's just... It is... That's life over there. Yeah. You know. It's hard for us to understand because that just sounds terrible. Every time you get in your car and you want to drive to Queens and you live on Staten Island, you got to pay 20 bucks? Just go over a fucking bridge? 13 miles. That's all I need to go. I'm going to spend more in tolls three times over than I will in gas. That's crazy. But that's just life. That's... horrible yeah but imagine that going away can you forgot, imagine i forgot to tell you the ducks scored another touchdown yeah
1: like a couple
0: minutes ago and they're about to again get them yeah it's 28 <laughs> to 6 i think now 28 to 6 yeah i'm surprised you can see that at that angle yeah it's pretty good i got just the right just the right angle just the right view yeah perfect um
1: so i didn't No, i didn't hate larry sharp but there was some yeah. shit that like he, he did not present himself well nope um especially to uh, a joe rogan audience of millions you know not just to people who live in new york you're mm-hmm. trying to spread your word to everybody and somebody who lives in washington that i also talk fast because apparently that's a thing that people from washington talk fast
0: really um,
1: i've heard interesting that, like everywhere i've gone not new york because i've never been to new york but everywhere else i've traveled for the mm-hmm. people from up here also talk fast so maybe that's it's interesting a, a northern i've never United picked that States. up from you though but that's um, fine
0: Maybe we, I'm a, I mean, we, I could be an odd one down too. Well,
1: when we smoke a lot of pot together. So that's, so that probably chills things out. And a little when bit. you, you got to think more about like when I get fucking heated up, you know, like, yes, I start going like, so yes, I think you that's do. probably more, you get very passionate about what's going on up here. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's more what people talk about, but um, yeah, I don't think he presented himself well to, to a broad audience. Like he was trying no. to appeal to, he doesn't spread the message of libertarianism very well.
0: Better than um, some. Better than most. Better than most Better so than Jason Stapleton. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, he's not a fucking libertarian. Yeah. He's more of an ANCAP in my mind. He right. just doesn't know it yet. ANCAP. Just or, doesn't know it yet. Yeah. He just, he won't accept it. But uh, there was, uh, what was I going to say? What was I going to say? Yeah, I can't remember. Shit. Something about libertarians. Oh, the, the really interesting part. G- given his podcast. Just Jason set that Stapleton? aside. No, no, no. no. Uh, Larry Sharp. Oh, okay. His metrics behind trying to win the gubernatorial race are pretty spot on. When you look, he says, and I, I need to fact check these numbers, but I know it's in the ballpark. He says 70% of New Yorkers didn't vote last last election. And it's historically been that way. New Yorkers generally don't Just vote don't very vote. often we go into all day why that might be because i mean when you have a manhattan it's hard to kind of overrule manhattan right Uh, because the vast majority square footage wise of new york is not democrat you get upstate where all the rest of new york is man that's trump land hardcore yeah but uh not enough people but anyways uh he said if he can get a certain percentage and it wasn't if see he, if he can turn around like 10 percent of that 70 percent of voters that didn't vote he will win because that amount is more than people that have already voted for andrew cuomo but that's a lot of ask. i don't know maybe we'll we'll just have to see that's a I lot mean, of ask to motivate 10 percent of people yeah you know what i'm saying but i mean he's though his message is just one of whatever this is isn't working people are leaving new york you know He was talking about halfbacks, um, New Yorkers that leave and then go to Florida and then realize, fuck Florida and all the goddamn hurricanes, and then they end up in like North and South Carolina. Yeah. Those those are New Yorkers called halfbacks because they made it halfway back. And you've heard that term before? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a regular term. And then you'll notice driving around uh, at least Long Island and uh, New York City and stuff, there are just as many, if not more, Florida state plates- On people's cars? Really? Than there are New York plates. That's really interesting. Because the regulations are a lot different down there, too. But, anyways, I really resonated with that podcast because, for one, I have those libertarian values. A lot of those views. Yeah. And I just got really upset because I thought he did a shit job trying to explain it. He certainly did. And, you know, and it's the one. Like, he's not wrong when he talks about the numbers and how it could be easy as long as he gets out there and speaks to people that don't, don't vote. If he can get them motivated enough to come out and see him at a show, they will go vote. And they might vote Libertarian. Yeah. And he may get a chance to get into the debates, which I don't know when they are or how that works in New York. City. I know they just had the Democratic uh, primary debates and Cuomo just destroyed his opposition. But uh, I don't know how the that works for regular. The city. Yeah, that did not go well, man. He fucking rolled a train on her. He's a professional. I'll give him that. But anyways, it, you know, if a libertarian won a ra- gu- gubernatorial gubernatorial, yeah, if he if they won a race for a state governorship, that's I think pretty big, especially with New York. It's one thing if it's New Mexico, like Gary Johnson. Yeah. But for New York State, that would be a big win. And I think you'd, you know, especially if you could actually implement some of those programs on the state level like that. And if they were fucking successful, which, you know, as a libertarian, of course, I believe they will be. That would open up people's minds a lot more, I think. But anyway, that's just me. So we can move on if you would like. Yep. Um, sports? Sports! It's good because I got to pee real quick. Okay. So maybe... Well, I, I need injury reports and stuff, too. I better be quick. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: well, let's see. The Ducks won last week. We talked about that. The Ducks are winning right now against San Jose State 28-6. to 6. Is that what that says, baby? 28-6? to 6? Yep. Uh, all these three games have been jokes. So next week we'll play Stanford, who is ranked number nine right now. Um, and then we'll see what happens then. I'm not sure exactly what time we play them next week, but... We'll probably be recording for that too. So I'll be paying, paying attention to that. Millie, stay away from the bathroom. Um, the Hawks don't play until Monday. Play the Bears. 5 15. It's going to be good. Cleo Mack just got onto that team. That's going to be really unfortunate. But it's going to be nasty. Doug Baldwin gone. Richard Scherr. Nope. Uh, what am I Brandon Marshall. Richard Scherr. Uh, nope. To, no, Tyler Lockett. Um, <clears throat> so it's going to be a whole deal. So let's see. I'm ready to go to. Oh, let's do my fucking picks, Colin. Let's. Do oh that. yeah. Let's do the pickems first. Okay. So I gotta get my fantasy stuff up. Ready yeah. To go. <clears throat> okay. So I picked the Ravens the other night and I lost. Um, so the first one is Texans Titans and the Texans are favored eighty percent to twenty percent. Um, I don't know whether or not Mariota's gonna play. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Texans. Um, the next game is Steelers-Chiefs, and it is Chiefs at Steelers. Um, so mm. Steelers are favored 60-40. The Big Ben Chiefs only put up nine them, points like at home. Week. I'm going Steelers because they're at home. Um, the next one, Eagles-Bucks, and the Eagles are the away team, but they're 83-17. Oh, Ryan Fitzpatrick last week, though. Fire. I know. Babe, is Deshaun Jackson playing this week? Do you know? Bum, 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 you don't know?
0: Um, phone a friend.
1: That's important, whether or not Deshaun Jackson plays. I got to think I got to stick with the Eagles. Next do one not. is Chargers-Bills. Chargers are definitely going to win that
0: game. The next one is Panthers-Falcons. Jordan said that was his return was doubtful, I think. Yes. Questionable. questionable. Mm. Will you click on them and see what
1: it says on there? Some hot news or something? The next one is Falcons-Panthers. I'm going
0: Falcons. He's expected mm. to clear concussion protocol to play on Sunday. Damn. I don't know if I like that. Because I got, like That's I told you, I got to talk right about there. fantasy. That's really tough. We'll be able to hash
1: that out a little later when I ask you my question. Okay. The next one is Colts-Redskins. Uh, the Redskins are definitely going to win that. <laughs> the Colts defense is trash. Uh, the next one is Brown Saints. I think the Saints. Saints are fair 94%.
0: But do you believe in the Browns? Tarod. Can I believe. Tarod
1: bring him? I believe that the Saints defense looked like trash last week and Ooh. got five fucking teeters scored on them, and that's what <laughs> I'm saying. Say but
0: that. that's so. See, that complicates my situation even more dude what's he gonna do it's 50 50 he's going with the saints I'll for now
1: Saints. okay the next one is vikings packers packers aaron Rodgers is gonna play this week aaron Rodgers aaron is Rodgers always money is gonna win um the next one is dolphins jets
0: that's a toss-up god what do you do about that situation man i don't have any players on the dolphins or the jets thank I'm, goodness i'm gonna go with the
1: jets Um, And the next one is Lions 49ers. They're both 0-1. 49ers, 86%. I'm thinking Lions, too. Yeah, I'm thinking Lions on that one. Um, The next one is Cardinals Rams. Oh, the Rams are are taking it. The next one is Raiders Broncos. Ooh, Broncos? The Raiders played like they did last week. Yeah, Broncos. The next one is Pats Jaguars. I think the Pats are going to win. Man. I just don't see, Blake Bortles is so shitty at quarterback that, uh, and Leonard Fournette is not playing this week. T.J. Yeldon is playing. Maybe they should
0: pick up Magoo start him. Magoo. <laughs> uh,
1: yes, yeah, so I'll go with Pats. That sucks. Um, yeah, you hate to, but you have to.
0: Yeah. Oh, somebody's calling me. <sighs> my grandma's calling me. Oh, no. <laughs> don't do it. Duh, okay. Don't bring, bring her, do her on the cast. Grandma. I won't don't do, do that, that to her.
1: her. I won't. she leave <laughs> I'm sorry, Grandma. Um, that was really, that was a, that was tough decision. I was like, you um, can't bring her on the cast. No. The next one is Giants-Cowboys. <sighs> I'm going to go with Giants. I'm going with Giants. Yeah, I'd go with Giants. And then the last one is Seahawks-Bears. <sighs> is it bad that I think that's a toss-up? I think Hawks. Yeah. Yeah. They're They are not favored. 28% to 72%. And the tiebreaker, I always put 56. So 56. Always. So that's the total number of points scored? total number of points, which I don't even know how likely that is. That's just always the number that I put in there. So, um, boom. Boom. Saved him. So We just committed. did our first round of pick-ems for week two for my work league. There you go, everybody. If you think that was shitty, leave me a motherfucking comment, and we will talk about it. Yeah, uh, we'll yeah. hash it out. Yep. Yep. Uh, so let's go to regular sports now. And so, <clears throat> let's see, um, I only have like three things for regular NFL, then I have some injury shit. Uh, David Johnson signed a three-year, $39 million contract with 30 guaranteed. He's a running back for the Cardinals. Um, the Patriots signed Corey Coleman. I don't know if you remember last week, but I said Corey Coleman would have a job by the time that the podcast dropped. And the Pats signed Corey the Coleman like, on Monday. Yeah. They don't have no fucking receivers out there. So, so they picked up Corey Coleman. And then we signed – the Seahawks signed Michael Kendrick, who is – he played for the Eagles last year when they won the Super Bowl and then was on the Browns. And then we talked about him two weeks ago, I think, because he pled guilty to insider trading. Yes. And then got cut from the Browns. And now the Seahawks picked him up what? and he's going to play on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> Probably got that discount deal. Yeah. Like he's so, tainted goods. He's cheap. We'll get him. Yeah. He's going to play on Monday. Um. So wow. I'm, I'm really excited for that. Well, KJ Wright and Bobby Wagner both out this week. So, brother, not going to go to jail. He has his sentencing is not for like another couple of weeks, I don't think. Oh boy. So we don't know yet.
0: Let's get one W out of him <laughs> before he goes off to jail. So <clears throat> wow.
1: Yeah. That's interesting. Yes. So I'll keep wow. an eye on that. Um that's all I have for regular news and now we're into injuries, right? Delaney Walker, tight end for the Titans, broke his ankle. He's out all fucking year. Um Ooh. tight end Greg Olson, right? Um, he fucked up his foot. He had a surgery last year where they put a screw in it and then it broke and so now they have to do another whole thing. He's going to be out for a couple weeks. Doug Baldwin, he's got a grade 2 MCL sprain. He's going to be out for a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. Um... Running back Jeremy Hill for the Pats towards ACL. He's out all year. Um, Falcons linebacker Dion Jones was placed on IR, so he's out for like eight weeks. Um, and then the Bengals running back Joe Mixon. He's out for a couple weeks because he fucked up his knee in uh, Thursday night's game. And he has to have arthroscopic surgery. Oh. So he'll be out for two to four weeks. So that's what I have as far as injury news. Let's hear what you have. This week I'm playing Boston
0: Casey. He's why I'm playing in fantasy. Mr. 210 himself? Yeah. That dude so, put up so many fucking points. It's unbelievable. He balled out last week? Yeah. So. <laughs> I remember I went, we were over at uh, Jake and Morgan's uh, to watch the game last weekend, and she was not excited about her fantasy team's yeah. performance. Um, Oh, that
1: no, that was Case Bowles that put up 210. I'm playing Oh, you're Bo- playing Boston? Boston, Casey. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. I thought, and, you
0: were, oh, I thought you said case nah, bowls. My bad. His team took Well, Case Bowls, I know you're listening, so Case Bowls went the fuck I hate your off face off last Two week. ten. You can go, you just know. Yeah, because
1: Case Bowls had Patty Mahomes, who threw two fifty six yards and four touchdowns, Joe Mixon, who ran for ninety five and a touchdown. James Conner, who had thirty three points, Randall Cobb had thirty points, Mike Evans had twenty eight points, Juju Smith had sixteen, almost seventeen. Ball yeah.
0: down. So. if it wasn't for, for case Bowls, I would not be just number one in my division right now. I'd be number one in the league, yeah. Case Bulls. Yeah. So I'm going to find you, and I'm going to bring a baseball bat to all your players' knees. Yeah. Oh, just
1: for, the record, <laughs> just for the record, I did, in fact, beat my wife last week because it was under serious controversy. Um, <laughs> it was. But it did happen. I did not feel great about it, but it did happen. I even lost Delanie Walker, and it still happened. Uh, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> uh, this week, like I said, I'm playing Boston Casey. So, we'll see. He did all right last year. Yeah, last week, didn't he? No, his team took dump on him last week. Um, But he, he looks all right this week. But he, he's got eight points up on me right now because he had Justin Tucker that went on Thursday. But um I got Alex Smith in, in at, going to Indianapolis. I got Melvin Gordon playing Buffalo. I picked up TJ Eldon. I got Larry Fitz. I got fucking Jarvis Landry. I picked up Greg Olson's backup. I'm going to see if I can give him a run. I got Deion Lewis. It's a whole... I got crazy shit going on out here, so it's gonna
0: be a whole, a whole motherfucking jam. Yeah, but um, I'm trying real hard to hold on to my, my lead. So my my one my one point lead. Yeah. So well, yeah. What what questions do you have? So I what do you got? I dropped. Who Big are you ben. playing this week? I'm playing. Uh, mm-hmm. Who is it? Lacey? You're playing Lacy. Yeah, Lacy's got a good team. Yeah, she does. And I'm worried because she won the spot last. She won last, last year. year. Yep. And so. But I'm playing. I'm in a debate whether or not to throw Tarod Taylor in my spot, or throw in my backup quarterback, <clears throat> who is currently on the field. I haven't taken him off yet. Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mm. picked him up when I dropped Big Ben. He put up some money last week. Yes, he was number one in in uh, I don't know what you call that the waiver. Why I don't know what that is. Yeah, but somehow or other I claimed him. I got him. I dropped Big Ben, and now I'm starting him. Yeah. And I just don't know if that was a fluke last week or if he's going to be solid. Ryan Fitzpatrick
1: said that he feels the best he's ever felt in his life. Um, he has shown capability to do shit like that before. Like, mm-hmm. he has not always been completely incapable. He has also thrown five picks in a game before. So, I have also seen that, you know. <laughs> but... It's evident that he's still capable of that, mm-hmm. provided the opportunity. And the Saints were that team. This week, Who who is he playing this week?
0: Uh, who, uh, Fitzpatrick? Yeah. I think he's playing the uh, uh, Eagles. The, oh, right, I the Eagles. Yeah, because we were just talking about. <laughs> yes, and Julio uh,
1: had fucking like 10 catches against the Eagles. So, like, they're a good defense, but they can be beat also. So...
0: Um, it's possible. Yeah.
1: It's I possible. I, you don't think it was a, a bad uh,
0: idea. I just right now, I mean, because Terod, I think he's a solid, he's solid points, but it's solid mid-tier points at best. Yes. Right. You know, he's um, a solid pick, but but if I can get some big numbers, that would be, especially because right. I'm playing Lacey.
1: Well, and Big Ben was only shitty because he... The, the home road splits for Big Ben, is that's, like, yeah. a huge thing. Like, when he's away, he plays terrible. When he's at home, he plays really good. Yeah. So, now that he's at home this week, I might have played Big Ben. But um, if you're looking, I mean, obviously, I mean, like we saw last week, Ryan Fitzpatrick has serious, like, boom of potential, you mm-hmm. know?
0: I mean, you so, you click on his profile on the app, you know, and you start reading it, and it's like, dude, this dude is on fire right now. Yeah. So, I mean – I'll if roll the dice on yeah, it. Maybe. And that's what it like that's what it is, is
1: it is totally a dice roll because like I said, last Second last week, week he did it. Like yeah. last week he put up numbers. And yeah. he we can, only
0: have one week to look at.
1: He's been around long enough that if he can find holes in the Eagles defense and take advantage of that with Mike Evans, if Deshaun Jackson is playing again, like then I think that there's potential for him to like put up some major points. I think that's fully possible.
0: We'll hope so. I'm trying to go back to my like Oh, matchup. That's what it is. Right now, projections 151.6 for me and 135.5 for Lacey. But projections are just projections, and right. they can be shoddy as hell. Right. So we'll see. But thats it's nice to have a little lead like that. Yeah. And I think so. all of our players play. Yeah, all of our players play on Sundays or on Sunday. So we will. I won't have a stressful Monday. It's nice sometimes for it to be done on Sunday, but. Because fucking Isaiah. <sighs> Third and Brooks himself put me through the ringer on yeah. Monday, man. It was back and forth. He's gonna, I was stressing. He's gonna talk shit in the comments. I hope so. He is. But because I talked a little shit on the on, you know how like in the app you can text oh, there's just like to like the a, matchup. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I'd say good luck, but uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was way ahead, and then Monday rolled around and I looked, he still had like I don't remember. I think it was like a running back, two wide receivers or something like that. He had some good players and I had like a defense and a kicker and a running back. You're like, fuck. Uh, So it got a little dicey there. I stayed up and watched the Oakland game in bed on my phone. Yeah. On fucking sling TV. (laughs) Because I was like, come on, man. That's terrible. But yeah. Word. That's my fantasy talk. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's good. I think that, like I said, there's – it is certainly a risk, but – it's it's not a terrible move. No, it's okay. possible. It's okay. totally possible, especially if you need like a, a fucking big bang. So
0: it's, yeah, we'll roll the possible. dice, baby. Yeah. I'm excited. So word. Yeah. So you feel happy about uh you feel relatively confident for you for your guys this week?
1: Yes. Yeah, I have a lot of really good matchups um that I think I think
0: those guys will be be ready to take advantage of. So Mm-mm. I'm ready. I'm excited. Well, I hope, since you're in my division, right? I think we're in the same division. I don't know. I'm going look that up real head. quick. Because I want to see... I think, yeah, me and you are in the same division. Yeah. Uh, no offense, but I hope you do terrible. And that way, I won't have to ever face you during, like, a playoff game. That matters. hope you get knocked out early. because I, <laughs> I don't want to be in competition with you because... You're way ahead of me in this fucking game. Right? I don't understand half of this shit. I just I play the little I know. I don't want to come up against that kind of heat. You I know? got you. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, Morgan fucking kicked me out last year, first round. So I'm obviously
0: able to be beaten. It just depends on the matchups that week. You see, that doesn't give me much confidence either because as far as knowledge base goes, she kicks the shit out of me on that too. She's good. She's she in it now. is good. That's yeah. a real thing. You know, there's a lot of professionals in our league and then there's I think what 50 50 professionals and people that wing it yeah I like that that's probably about right that's good word well I think that was a great cast I don't know about you buddy yes yeah I'm ready if you're ready I think we're gone about two and a half
1: yeah um so you know when it comes to fantasy and everything I think that it might be better if you're blind anyway because it will. Hiding all of your other senses. I
0: don't. I don't follow. How am I supposed to see my app? I'm blind.